Welcome back to the kickoff. And now the lads are here. How's it going, boys? International yeah, break is over. It's time for Thanks, Arsenal. fuck for that, eh? <laughs> well, you say me. that. I enjoyed it. You say nice that. little break. Felt like a break. No. Really? Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, okay, the games are on. Yeah, I might watch it for a bit. But generally, I just... There's a QPR fan, though, isn't it? How many games yeah. did you well, watch? Well, we won on Friday, so... How many games did you watch? I watched two of them. Did you watch any? I watched... I think I watched all the England games. Yeah. Yeah, I Zero. Is, is it, I'm I with mean, you. I, I couldn't yeah. give a fuck. I was desperate. I was desperate for the <laughs> And yet when the Euros come the along, there he is, yeah. first one, top of the queue. <laughs> always said it. Always yeah. said it. <laughs> uh, before, before we get into the show proper, uh, we do want to say from the kickoff and everyone here to AFTV, uh, condolences for their loss. Uh, Claude, obviously a huge personality online, and he was part of the family on YouTube. So, uh, yeah, we all, we all are sorry for their loss, and we wanted to say that. I know we've had a few with Robbie back in the day and all that but it's water on the bridge and uh, it's a sad time do you know what I mean lads and uh, you know I'm not sitting here saying everyone's perfect and all of that and I know there'll be some people out there saying certain things but you know I think we all feel the same don't we it's sad for them yeah it's incredibly sad I mean it was it was a massive shock as well I don't think anybody saw it coming and yeah like you like you said really he's, mm. he was one of the stalwarts of the the YouTube movement wasn't he he was mm. one of the mm. originals if you were to, if you were to make like um, do you know back in the day I don't know if you had these on the po on posters I had like hip hop posters on my door mm. and they'd be like every single hip hop artist of an era if you were to make that of football YouTube yeah he's Claude, number one Claude's on yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean number one yeah. come on I'm here. <laughs> no seriously I'm sure, I'm sure he's, he's, a, he's a hall of fame but he's on yeah. he's on there isn't he so uh, you know he's a really good feature yeah I yeah. think he's ni it's nice that. Um, He'll be remembered well, and it is a shame. It seemed like he was really unhappy towards the end there, and I think that's not how I want to remember him anyway. Do you know what I mean? There were so many funny moments that you gave everyone. Totally. Yeah. I mean, do, do you know what I think is a real shame, and this is just indicative of the world that we live in, particularly mm. the online side of things? The outpouring of kindness towards him, mm -hmm. too late. Mm -hmm. Like, he never got to see... I mean, so, social media is generally, generally hateful, but on that particular day, yeah. it wasn't. It, it felt like un, yeah. un, unanimous, unilateral love all flowing in the direction of Claude, something that he sadly never got to experience. Yeah. Well, I, one thing I was really struck by is the fact that there are, there are a lot of old people who have seen a lot of stuff happen to their club and for their club. And um, we seem to sort of forget that anything happened before the Premier League started sometimes. And I did think on, on, on that channel and in other channels he was on, I thought it was a really good way of remembering how old and uh, Arsenal were and how much history had gone before mm -hmm. that. Because he used to mm -hmm. talk about the pubs they hang out in. It was, it was, it's good to remember that football hasn't always been this way when you've got to have a hot take or you've got to do this mm -hmm. or you've got to do that. And he seemed to take football at a different pace, which I quite liked. Yeah, one of the things I seen afterwards was... Um, when he, when Arsenal fans of had their uh, five-year thing, and um, what he said to Robbie about how Robbie had saved him, sort of thing, and you think to yourself, uh, people are just giving their opinion on camera, but I think we've all felt a little bit like that at some point about YouTube, basically. Like, mm. if you're around here, like, thank God we have this outlet. Otherwise, what what would we yeah. be doing? Do you know what I mean? And you could say how much this whole thing meant to him. So, um, yeah. I also think importantly. Obviously, look, cameras are on a lot of the time. And that's how a lot of you guys know us from the different things that we do. I think the amount of stories that you saw that came out, I think you, you posted something on, on, on Twitter. And my first thought yeah. with Claude as well was, was when I met him and the cameras weren't on. And 
the, what you got from him straight away. And it was just that he was, he just had a big, big heart and was very, very genuine and lovely, you know, because obviously with Claude, you know, a lot of the time when he was on camera, he was emotional uh-huh. and he was talking about these things and, and those things can go all well, around the world. the ones that go viral are the negative ones, course, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot very of the time. Often, yeah. And that's for all, I, I've been there, do you know what I mean? But, but it is that like, tiny piece of your personality yeah. that people see. And I think it's it, it's really important um, how people are when the camera isn't rolling. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think we can all say that with well experienced with people where some are great, some aren't great when the camera is, is on and, and he was great when the camera wasn't on. Mm-hmm. He's also responsible for one of the funniest clips, I think. That <laughs> is that a super into. chat one? What's that <laughs> yeah. all about? No, it's the one when, when he's, he's reading out the super chats. <laughs> yeah, and that's the one. Him, Don't read that. He goes, he goes, like, he goes, goes Tide ty- <laughs> Chokes on DT's. Tide ty- Chokes on DT's Willy. <laughs> What's that all about? Yeah. <laughs> what, so what about, that, um, so that, to, to end, I'd like to, to share your story, Rory, that you tweeted out just so that people yeah. get that one. I mean, I think, I think it's probably the, the perfect hallmark for the man. Mm-hmm. When this would have been 2017, mm-hmm. uh, I was working actually with Elliot Hackney. We had a bit of budget, not much money at all, but we had a bit of budget and we were putting together a show and Claude was the perfect guest. Mm-hmm. Called him up, managed to get his number via somebody else, called him up and said, look, I don't have much money. I can tell you that it was 300 quid. That's what we had. Mm-hmm. I said, look, I've got 300 quid for you. Um, we'd really appreciate it if you have a couple of hours to come down, give your opinions on Wenger uh, ahead of this pivotal moment uh, in the season. It'd be great. He said, I'll tell you what, Rory, I can do it. Let's let's sign it off. Um, but don't worry about the budget at all. Just put a donation of 300 quid into Great Ormond Street Hospital in my name and and I'll do it for free, effectively. So that's exactly what we did. And and it was good because I tweeted that out, luckily. I tweeted it out in like 2017. So it was nice to kind of have that in, in posterity to be able to show people, look, this is the guy, you know, the guy that has come, on, come in for a lot of fire. Well, I mean, he fucked up, but at the end of the day, um, a lot of people have. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it is nice to give a balance. What people don't people. realise as well is, um, I had this, a, a similar experience with, with Andy and trying to look after Andy around the period when, because Andy and Claude kind of went big at kind of the same mm. time, didn't they? I remember them both doing videos, calling each other out. And, and stuff they were quite similar in the sense that they weren't they didn't made know for this. Yeah, they didn't like, know. We kind of had a bit more awareness of what we were getting ourselves involved in, but mm-hmm. they're all yeah, they stumbled into yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, and they don't expect like what is to come with it. People jumping in at their workplaces, mm-hmm. you know, and what comes with that. And you're looking at people that are real people with their own issues, with their own families, with their own problems that mm-hmm. maybe don't have the financial security that they need. So they they have issues with themselves as well and everything. And then. To add to that, they're getting treated like celebrities with the amount of abuse they get, with the amount of people they get running up to them in the yeah. streets. And I think, look, people make mistakes and, you know, sometimes you're going to deserve criticism. But I think it's just, it's like you saying, people don't get the flowers when they can smell them. Yeah. They're like, it comes too late. and it, Which is the saddest got, thing of the lot. It is. It's the saddest thing of the lot. Because I imagine that the vast majority of Claude's online life was one of angst mm-hmm. and, and aggression. And then... Well, we were just talking about this not long ago when we did the, the online um, social media bit clip that went out about how we would all suffer at times, you know what I mean? And he really did, you know, because, and like you were saying about celebrities, Adam, the problem with a lot of these people like Andy Tate and Claude, you know, when you're, when you're at least with me, I can say, you know, the trade-off, the lifestyle that I've been lucky enough to have versus the abuse that I've had, all right, makes yeah. sense. But for someone like Claude, that trade-off wasn't the same, I would imagine. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Well, it wasn't. And do, do you know what? 
f- fairly recently, like I know what you know when he made that donation when I offered him three hundred quid. Yeah, I know that Claude could have done with three hundred quid. Mm. I know that that would have been very beneficial to him, mm-hmm. but he opted into not taking it. And you're right. I think we've all. I, I don't want to speak for anybody else, but I think that the vast majority of people I know in this space, there is a trade-off. Mm-hmm. We we do. You know, we're quite fortunate in a lot of ways, and one of the pitfalls is you get attacked online occasionally, whereas I don't necessarily think that he was fortunate enough to receive yeah. the other side of that. Quote. Well, he was very public about his mental health struggles. I mean, there was a lot of, um, I think, I don't know if anyone here remembers the Periscope situation mm. where we were all worried about, yeah. will, will, will he be okay? And uh, there was mun- multiple interviews that Robbie chatted to him about his mental health and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean... Just condolences to everyone, uh, the family, the friends, and EFT. He's got a daughter and grandchildren yeah. as well, and I think mm. obviously everyone looks at the fan channel side of things, but mm. there's real people out there that are hurt, and I think there's like there might even be a, I think there's a goal for me and that like if you can mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of tweeting about Arsenal fan TV and how much like give a little mm-hmm. yeah something to his family, do you know what I mean? I use the word you know use the words real people. That I think that is the thing to remember. You really you know he was a real person. Mm-hmm. Like you know you see yeah. a lot of stuff on Twitter. He was a real guy and a nice guy, a good guy. Yeah. Well, um, we got to move on now, guys. Unfortunately, uh, we'll probably sit and talk about him all day. Um, but we've got a big game with his team, Arsenal. Versus Liverpool, Lawrence. Mm. How are you feeling about this one, mate? Because obviously there's been a bit of a break, and you guys have been putting a little bit better performances in lately. Yeah, I mean, you never really know how they're going to come back from a post-international break, really, do you? That's the main problem with any like as you found today, Rory, mm. and you know, as a lot of people probably find out, Liverpool have kept obviously Trent Alexander-Arnold, but I think most of the rest of the team have probably gone away or been with their national team or, you know, spent some time away from training, those kind of things. So it's interesting to see how people return. I don't know how many of the Arsenal side are in sort of international setups. Uh, I know a, a couple of them are. You <laughs> see, <laughs> 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 you dig it earlier. From that starting lineup, if you, I say, say someone like uh, Kieran Tierney has played in all yeah. of those games for, for Scotland. Um, Lanos in goal. Yeah, Lano I mean, Odegaard's been, been out as well. Yeah. Um, but you're right, actually, a few of them won't have been. Rob Holding won't. Callum Chambers playing right back today. The same, the same for Liverpool. So, I mean, there's, I'm not really setting up any excuse here. Anymore. I just think it's more... I also think, if I'm completely honest, it's a bit ridiculous to be playing internationals in mid middle of a season when their games are already on top of each other anyway. I would have preferred to spread those out over time. and done Could have even different. given teams like, here's four days off. For getting international break this year. Yeah. Come oh, back after the thing we'll is, I know it's for the game. next year and I get it. Mm. I just think there could have been a better solution thought of. And we already know games are piling up anyway. Back I kind of agree. I don't, I don't necessarily have the issue with qualifiers. But you know when England have had friendlies? Well, that, that's, that's where my point I find is, it. But, but that's yeah. my point. There was already a gap for Well, there was a friendly last time, and wasn't there? there? Was a, and then we've had a gap for qualifiers. Why not spread those yeah, out or go, well, you know what, we'll have three of those and then you only have to play one game each yeah. time or something like that. Just change it up a little bit. Too much money at stake, Lars. Too much more, like the more games, the more fixtures, the yeah, more money. So, so the converse of that argument or the converse of that point is, yes, there's a lot of money in this. So you can spend that money on making sure that the players that make you the money don't get injured because ultimately the product is watching the best football on the pitch. And there's no fans in the stadium either. No <laughs> probably the stadium. Do you think there's, even even though like loads of your players, like Jota scored some goals in the international break. Did well. 
Jot, I said Jot has scored some goals in the international break. Did but, well. Oh, right, did well. Sorry, I thought you said, what did you say? Um, <laughs> <laughs> do, you, uh, do you think that... Am I speaking... I thought it was an I just heard right. something different. <laughs> do you what? think that you, even going away, there's like a psychological kind of refreshment that you, you get when you come back? You could say there's a bit of a reset. Yeah, sure. Okay, I get that. And I, I, I guess you might... You can make the argument for also, if you're coming back to a set, or maybe you're looking forward to coming what back What do you to? think? Do you think that it will well, be something I that's I don't okay. think it'll be blanket across everyone. So I think Yotta might have gone away and obviously it's like, right, well, you're kind of the man here. You're there to go and score two goals. Mm -hmm. You might go back to Liverpool now. He's not even starting this game. So there's a bit of a reminder. There's also, obviously, if you're going away to a setup where they're like getting ready to win the Euros, guys, and then on kick onto the World Cup, we'll see what happens after that. There's a good setup there. And then you're, you're going back to Liverpool and you're going, well, why are we not? It's not the same here at the moment, is it? So there, you can have it both ways, I guess. Yeah. And you've got to say that for Timo Werner. I mean, we'll talk about Chelsea later, but Timo Werner, Rudiger, those guys. Going away to Germany is hardly the most helpful environment for them to be in right now, considering Timo, what happened against just Macedonia. Timo as well, the, the chance he missed, it was like it's setting back again. Mm. <laughs> for Germany, you yeah. see the city he missed. Yeah. I, just I just don't know what, what's going on. Like it, it, this is such a strange season, this season. And I, it, it makes it very hard to comment on teams like Liverpool because you go, well, actually, I don't know what team's going to turn up this well, week. Well, Firmino plays in this one. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that he doesn't play in the Real Madrid game and does that does that also mean that Jota is the is the main man now? Like no, said. So, so I think the the strange thing is I mean obviously he's playing Arsenal also pretty decent so you've got but a bit of the Champions League games obviously do you think the Champions League game is bigger for Liverpool I think this or do you think the team would have been different had Chelsea wanted it? yeah that's what I, th I think no that I don't think Liverpool make their decisions based on Chelsea wins I think they've probably no but on top four and the likelihood of getting it I think that Liverpool will will have made their decision before today. Otherwise, what you're doing in training and stuff is a bit you're doing very different things with your. But with an international, trainer. like everyone getting in on a, it's like Thursday to get in Friday. Like I think they'll probably something you could leave have, late. They'll have assessed the players, won't they? Um, and and worked out what they wanted to do. But I mean, uh, to be honest, I think there's two different systems that Liverpool play when they've got Yotta and when they've got Firmino. But then also. You're looking at the you're looking at the idea that Firmino was had a break for a good few weeks. So he's, he's been out for quite a few games. I think they were just resting him because he was so tired. Because so, the, the point I'm trying to get to is, like, say you get to the Champions League final, mm -hmm. there's a, only a, you know, three that can play from four, w would you say? And if that is yeah. the case, who are your three? And you know, who's the one in the middle? Who do, you, who do you think is the main man now? Is it Jota? Is it, or is it depends it who you play, though, isn't it? it Even it, in the final, you think it would get to, down to that? Yeah, I think tactically it depends I think Jota's gone play. past him now. Well, I think in terms Can't of goal scoring ability, he's gone past him. But I think in terms of the system that Liverpool want to play, so far we've not actually seen a combination of Firmino, Thiago, Fabinho. That's a fascinating combination. Who's Jota gone past? Firmino. Firmino. I don't know about As that. As your central guy. Do you I, know, just, I just can't. I, they're two different players. It's, it, Firmino drops deep. I know that Yotta drops deep. But, it, but I mean, Yotta also allows the other two to do different things. So for me, it's who you're playing in the final. If Liverpool are playing a, a team where you need someone like Firmino to be doing that, sure. But if you've got someone you can just be spamming those crosses in, you want Yotta. Do, do you know where I think everybody gets a little bit carried away? And I mean, Gareth Southgate is guilty of this. Gareth Southgate has, has demonstrated the exact quality that I'm about to kind of have a pop at. You know when you're thinking when you're thinking of players that are right for any situation, who's the best players available? When you think of the best players, so let's use the England example. Let's use England right back. Mm -hmm. There are loads of loads of um, parameters that you have to operate in when you mm -hmm. think about what what these players are and who's the right option. Loads of different parameters. One of them is form currently. Mm -hmm. How have you played over the last six weeks? That's relevant. But one that seems to be disregarded now, and I can't quite understand it, is how have you played over the past? 36 months effectively the question is who are you and the, the person that i know you to be is a person that you have been over the past say 36 months mm -hmm. 
Trent Alexander-Arnold was recently dropped. And this is kind of tying into what we're talking about with Bobby Firmino, right? Uh-huh. Bobby Firmino, is it, is it Jota or is it Firmino? There seems to me to be a huge reaction where Firmino has been at the epicentre of everything brilliant that Liverpool have achieved over the past four years. We can't forget that simply because he's had an off four, four months, five months. He's had a ve- I think he's had a very bad season. And I think the thing that you throw at Liverpool this season, yeah, all the centre-back issues, but they've been predictable. And I think they've been predictable because they've been playing with the same three for three years. It's not that Firmino's not a good player. I just think that Jota is, is, is on the way up and has proven that from, from a, that initial point at the start and you go, wow, he's gone a great run to now a position where this isn't, this isn't just a little run now. He's the real deal. There and was that game where, they, where Klopp played all of them though, wasn't there? Mm. There was a game where Klopp, Klopp the tried, to, City accommodate, game, he tried yeah. to accommodate the four. When did this season, this season start again? September. In the normal time of year. <laughs> okay, so if we're talking about how Firmino has been shite for about you know, seven months or something, hasn't he? Yeah. I think he's finished. This, I think this but I think there are season has been terrible. No, I mean, like... Overall, overall com, I think like that's Like what Rory true. said, the, the standard that he set for the last four years was top yes. draw. Uh, uh, and, and, the, and the drop-off hasn't been a... Oh, he's just a little bit... Like, it's been a monumental mm. drop-off. And that's the, that's the problem that I have with him. Do you know what there has always been? Do you know what there has always been, though, with Firmino to make a case for him? Even in, a, even in the rut, even in the deepest rut that you were talking about, Pings in a winner against Tottenham in the last minute. Even in the even when it's not going well, sets up what, sets up what, 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 we, a what is from, no, but the, what you were saying is who are you? What, well, who is in your opinion? Who is Firmino? I think I think Bobby Firmino is a winner and integral to what, Liverpool. What does success. he do in that team though? He is he is the linchpin. He is the linchpin. He is the playmaker. Uh, uh, and yes. to me, he has not been doing that this season enough. Anyway, and if anything, it's just been a shock. And I, I agree that he hasn't been doing it, but I also think that it's it's slightly reactionary, slightly wild to to suggest that he isn't the answer anymore. Drop him. Uh, that three Which years thing, though, is is I hear what you're saying. Like you, you're as good as you have been over a long period of time, but at the same time, at a top club that are fighting for the top things if you're if you're falling off for a season no, but right, no, okay here's, here's but the, the other thing is, is but the fact is that the whole the whole team structurally is different you can make the same argument for so many liverpool players this season yeah you could even say with mo salah that mo salah hasn't performed just because he scored goals i think that's actually papered over the cracks of poor performances from mo salah and people sort of go well goals you judge him on goals yeah we, sure that, that's all well and good but you also look at the overall system you look at how much he's been tracking back all those kind of things and uh, do, do you, you see, with, you see with Gareth Southgate dropping Trent Alexander-Arnold to, to buy back into this issue that we're having Trent Alexander-Arnold has been pivotal and brilliant for Liverpool and arguably the most important player in their quest for European and domestic glory right he, he is the player that arguably has opened up the system and allowed Liverpool to be as brilliant as they have been mm-hmm. he's had a shaky so he's been phenomenal for 36 months but, but Shaky I, for six months I don't even, And Gareth Southgate's I, dropped him I, I That seems it, mental I, I think we'll talk about England later We're going to do it But it's the we same were, point We were though. doing it's England later Yeah, yeah. No, uh, uh, I'll actually refute the point about Trent But we'll, we'll get on to that in a second Let me just do this before we, we finish yeah. Right. Uh, if you guys aren't really signed to the, up to kickoff versus A brand new game All you've got to do is go to the website Register And you could be in with a chance of winning a pool of £1,000 That means if you answer these questions before this game Correctly Then you could be in with a chance of winning a pool of £1,000 For free All you've got to do is answer some questions It's that easy 
It really is that simple. Imagine doing a survey and might, maybe you win a thousand pounds. That's mental. That is That's fantastic. fantastic. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, <laughs> in my day, they used to pay the people to stand in the street and ask people the questions. Yeah. Now you get paid to answer them. The opposite. The complete opposite. <laughs> the world's it's, got the rat shit, Lawrence. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Anything, fucking it's, lazy it's bastards out here. Oh, it's pretty amazing. Well, we're the ones who made the opportunity, Brian. So you. They should have done that with a census, shouldn't they? The, they're welcome. <laughs> if, you, if you do your census, you'll yeah. be with a chance of winning a grand. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, Everyone would have done it. Did you not? Did everyone on the table do this? No, no, no. I did it. You didn't. You don't want the people. You know, on the, the I'm illegal. scared of the fine. I'm always illegal. scared of a fine. I always do it. Mm. Shout, shout out to everyone playing the game, by the way. Kick off yeah. this as we've got uh, a great uh, bunch of you lot you, playing on there. You've got to be over 18. Please read the terms and conditions and please play responsibly because it makes us look good, but it also mm -hmm. makes you look good. Uh, there are going to be some ads now if you haven't already subscribed, but if you do subscribe and you are one of those 30 people who's going to help us get to our subtotal, thank you very much. If you're not subscribed... I, I think there's more than 30. Uh, I think what we off... Uh, all right, okay. Yeah. How many is it? I wanted to hit 5,000. What are we on right now? 528 off oh, 5,000. Fucking 5, shit. Like oh, right, okay. Shit. Right. We can like, do 500. He's, he's upset. How could you make him happy? I we know. need some more. That's we need some more stuff. Fucking shit. Attainable goals, though. <laughs> Set the goal that we can hit. Rory keeps talking about these attainable goals. Yeah. Very, very low bar. 5,000. Attain five attainable goals for West Brom today. Yes. Uh, well, we'll talk about those attainable <laughs> goals later. The point is with Liverpool, I, I think uh, structurally they've been all over the place. And uh, you, at one point, uh, I think you could have made you you couldn't point at Klopp, but then you you could. And now we're seeing Fabinho, Thiago, Milner in midfield. That's a really interesting midfield shape for Liverpool. Do you think, like, with with hindsight, Klopp's had an absolute nightmare this season with the mean, fact that he made he made that call to go. I'm going to put Henderson and Fabinho back here mm -hmm. and. To a point, rip apart the chemistry from the midfield onwards. Do you, are you are you saying? I'm asking do, you. Do oh, you think? Right, okay. Do you think? Like as we look beyond it, you people thought you had to have Henderson there, but now we're looking at it. You've got Phillips and Quebec. Like, did he? Was that a mistake at the end of the season? Will people look at this season and go, Klopp's had a really bad season himself with his decisions because of not safeguarding the midfield. For the for the centre back, hindsight is twenty twenty though, isn't it? It really is because I think if you look at what what uh, Philip, all the Liverpool fans love Phillips now. We think he's a great player, and we, obviously we love all the guys who have stepped in at different points. But they, people are sort of they're bigging him up as if he is the new Virgil Van Dijk, yeah, and it's I a agree. bit swing the other way now, yeah. where you're like, well, come on, mate. If that was the case, then he would have just stepped in. It would have been. Yeah. Like, I think it was a case of fitness. I was thinking it was a case of knowing the system. I think it was a case of having to play out of position. So at one point, it was either that Liverpool couldn't even field two of those guys, and you can't say that Reese Williams just ready to just step in no. at centre. Well, he wasn't, was so, he? Well, he wasn't. And, but the fact is, he also came in for a couple of games and you can have that new player bounce where it's like, well, he's, he's yeah. alert for the first few games. And everyone's but, very forgiving of you in that circumstance as well. People will tell you you've had a good game when and, you haven't. And the fact is, we didn't need to be because actually when Reese <laughs> Williams came in, he did have some good games. But every time, he, if he did make a mistake, or it, there was a couple of games where he, he was too slow to get back and there was a goal mm. conceded or something like that. People would just go, well, it's cover. I, I, I think... I see what you're saying. Because but there's another interesting thing about Klopp today. He's mm -hmm. starting James Milner. Mm -hmm. Now, th this isn't a knock on James Milner, but if you are Keita, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Jones, Wijnaldum. Um, Wijnaldum, there's four players mm. who are younger than James Milner, who, I mean, Keita alone signed for a lot of money, Oxlade-Chamberlain signed for a lot of money, Wijnaldum obviously on his way out, but still usually has been first choice for Liverpool for your last three years. They've got a big game in the week. Well, so, yeah. No, I know they've got a big mm. game in the week, but I'm, I'm just saying this is also a big game. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're chasing top four. I, can give you, I could give you logic behind all four. I'm interested. So, Wynaldum's yeah. gone away with the Dutch, played the games of the Dutch. Uh, Jones gone away with the under-23s. Under-21. Did well. So, did pretty well. I mean, he did well Scored, despite yeah. the manager. Um, and then the other two, who are the other two? Ox- Oxlade, Oxlade and, and, and Cater. Um, Cater, I haven't seen start a game in ages. I don't know if he's down to fitness. I don't know what it is. And Oxlade-Chamberlain, I think generally tends to be the kind of player who comes in to inject Wijnaldum's some sort of... the one, isn't he? Wijnaldum would start but I think he must have one eye on well, Real Madrid. The, the, the reason, the reason I bring that up is because if there's one thing that the Liverpool midfield has been known for is the energy. And I'm looking at Milner, Fabinho um, and Thiago. And it isn't uh, like running-wise, yeah. running power. It's not Hence. that F- kind Fabinho, of midfield. Fabinho does cover a lot of ground in games, though. So I, I would yeah, say I'm, Fabinho I'm just saying is... By comparison to what we're used to with yeah. a three... I guess Milner. I mean, Milner's known for being a, a bit of a machine. Also, yeah. he might he might go to him like, "Give me sixty minutes," and then you bring on one of the other guys. I think it probably has been that <laughs> probably. Case. Yeah. He probably has told him that. But then you don't always want a player thinking that. But I get what you're saying. At this point, you have to manage minutes with someone like James mm. Milner. Yeah, at definitely. the same time, I think I think also Milner's famous for being that defensive cover. So he'll be watching whoever's going forward and going, I'm just going to slot in here. I'm going to slot in here. I'm giving him defence. I think they'd, they'd be worried today at people running at Trent. Um, is that so, a place where you've got the opportunity to rest someone that, you know, if Milner's not going to start the Champions League game, which I think generally you would have thought that he, he wouldn't have, he's, you know, he's a soldier you can rely on to play this game and go, even if he does play 90 minutes, go, you know, this is your game. Yeah. Give, it, give, us, you know, give it everything. Be the leader on the, on the pitch. And also, this is a really young Arsenal team. So also yeah. the, the Arsenal side, the Arsenal midfield particularly, with Thomas Partey in there, like Partey and Xhaka had, had formed a very nice, prior to the injury, Partey and Xhaka had formed a very nice partnership. Yeah. What they did very well and what took, you know, credit to Arteta, when there have been injuries, Ceballos has slotted in and been very effective. Klopp will be aware of that. Thomas Partey playing, Partey's a Rolls Royce of a footballer. They've got to be aware of Arsenal and the threat that Arsenal offer. And I think James Milner is actually a very sensible choice because he won't play against Real Madrid. No. So he can give his all here. It keeps Gini Wijnaldum fit for Real Madrid. And Milner could be exactly the player to hassle and harry and force Ceballos, Partey back. So it feels like quite a good, good moment there from Klopp. But going back to what you were saying about Klopp, is he, is, as, as he got it wrong and there are their moments. I think Liverpool obviously have been incredibly unlucky. But then the handling of the bad luck... Across the board, like Klopp is probably the most innocent, I think. But I feel like right. I feel like there is, in, in terms of the blame to go round, some of it does lie with Klopp. I think that, that's FSG, it. Like, I would I would yeah. the vast majority of it with FSG. I, I I'd say for for a little while there was there was this uh, grace period where people are going, okay, well he's, he's, you've got to adjust here because you've lost Gomez and Dyke. After about four games, I think there are a lot of people who are pointing out what's felt like quite obvious tactical issues get Henderson out the back get line, Henderson out the back line yeah. those kind of things and that became very confusing the only reason I'm not blasting for it is because I think well this guy's seen him in training every day this guy has serially set this team up to win <clears throat> and serially set players up who do what he needs them to yeah. so there must be a logic behind it yeah and, not, and, I, and, I, and more than more often than not just to finish the point yeah sir. I often just think to myself very similar to what Mourinho said in his interview in the week is like, you very rarely hear someone get a physicist on the show and go, so you're not clashing the particles correctly, mm. but you'll get, uh, you know, a Jose or someone sitting in a studio going, look at him there. He's not set that up properly. And it's like, well, 
the managers know what they're doing. The managers have made decisions for a reason. Yeah. And you can criticize them, but sometimes I just think maybe if we're talking about things we've not heard or we don't know or these kind of things. I get that. I, I'm just saying that I think as much, he's got so much credit in the bank. He hasn't got a thing wrong for three years. But so if you're going to give all that well. credit, I think we can have a, a, a conversation and go. Oh, yeah, totally. The, the decision that he made, which did have logic behind it, yeah, hasn't worked he and he could have changed yeah, it quicker. I, I, I think, it, I think it's know? fair to say perennially putting Jordan Henderson at centre-half was having an adverse effect on the midfield and the overall team. I think Klopp must take responsibility there. But I also think that he's had his hands tied behind his back massively by FSG. When Jurgen Klopp, arguably the best manager in the world, arguably, certainly, certainly make a case argument, for that. Yeah. Arsenal through? When, no, Liverpool through. When, Sorry. When, he, <laughs> um, when he has that issue, when Jurgen Klopp has that issue, he's the current Premier League champion, he's a recent European champion, he needs reinforcements. I think it's a disgrace that Jurgen Klopp has had to go to Preston for those reinforcements and, and pay one and a half million pounds. I mean, he hasn't paid him in a single game, though, has he? I, I think, no, that's, I think that's Klopp's that's getting a bit of a deal. He has played Kabak. He played Kabak. Who they went in January and got. But I, think give, I think you're giving the club slightly easy ride I think you're giving him a slightly easy ride. He had to raid the club bottom of the Bundesliga. Look, I think there's one big thing we're all missing. I said it wrong. It was bottom of the Bundesliga. Bottom of the Bundesliga. Five times. Go on. Bottom of the Bundesliga. Bottom of the Bundesliga. The point, look, he's not, you know, he can, he can be criticised as well. Coming back to the Firmino thing right at the start, the point, a point that I think is important is that, again, if he'd changed that quicker, our thoughts on Firmino might be different as well. Because from know? the midfield onwards, you would have played with more chemistry, mm. more uh, continuity from the last three years, which has worked. And so by not getting the initial decision right, and that's a 50-50 decision, fine. But to not change it quicker... I think he's, that's led to Firmino's so, bad form so, so a little I, bit more. I, I agree. I also think if you're Klopp and you have certain principles, which he clearly had from the days at, uh, well, even if you go back to Mainz, part of his philosophy is about um, the buy-in of players and that not only do they buy into him, but he buys into them. So I think if you're seen to need players to kill themselves out on the pitch for you and then the second that things go badly, you are in, you're seen as, well, I'll just drop them and we'll see what happens. Ooh. Oh, fuck that. You're right. <laughs> Is that cramp? What's happened? A little bit of cramp there. Yeah. Ah, oh, God. I was worried about you. Yeah, God, I've been working out a lot. Lately. I'm glad, I'm glad it was a heart attack. Oh, my God. God. I'm glad Brian put an end to that conversation. You thought I was having a heart attack, oh, didn't God, you? Brian, that was terrifying. I'm sorry. Wow. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Rory looks te- genuinely terrified. Bless Rory. I'm so glad that he did. <laughs> what do you I need a banana? Or best mate over here. <laughs> no, because I didn't knew what flinch. The f- yeah, but I know what the fuck it was. It's not a stroke, is it? Yeah. <laughs> but it was a moment when I wasn't sure. Oh, really? Fuck no, you could genuinely see because Brian. Um, You've been running. When he gets, I have actually, yeah. he looks like he's, um, you know, when he uh, wow. gets his cramp. Um, but yeah, but no, James. You're, Rory, you're one Rory, one set. Guys, the chat's so good. One set. There's a point that needs to be made today. Oh. oh, we're both wearing Biggie t-shirts. I like that. That's happened. And oh. it nearly happened last week when I wore my Bob Marley shirt. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But also, West Bromwich Albion have scored 25 goals this season and 20% of them came today. Yeah, I think they've scored. Did you know that? Eight of them have come against Shaft. Shall we begin? Shall we begin? He needs to go There's a better stat than that. There's a better stat. Yeah, there is actually a better stat. 33% of the goals that West Brom have scored this season have come against Chelsea. I like that 20% of them came today against you. I'd love to know, what's the percentage that Callum Robinson has got as well? I don't want to be part of this game. What percentage of Chelsea fans are currently thinking should have kept Lampard? Lampard would have won. 
won that game. Yeah. Lampard oh, would have yeah. won that game. Yeah. Because yeah. it's English versus English, you see, you wouldn't yeah, have that big start on. fooling. Well, what was the score earlier on? Three all away from home. Who were the two managers, sacked managers then? The two, they were, yeah, it was Billich. Sorry, wasn't it? Billich, yeah. Um, so yeah, mate, it was terrible. It was it was really bad. Do you know? Obviously, we're going to focus on Chelsea. I think it's right to do that because there's so much to explore and where it all went so wrong. You want to give? But, do you want to give West Brom some credit, do you? Yeah, so, mate. Yeah. I thought they were phenomenal. No, no, no. Let's not no, be no, doing no, this. No, give, give us a Let's not be doing. No, 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 no. The, I'm not the quality. No, look. Chelsea should have. Chelsea should obviously have beaten West Brom. I'm not making excuses here. I am just flagging that the quality of West Brom, and this is because of. This is because of the way that Chelsea played and allowed them to play. So Chelsea was so bad. What, have you seen the goals? I've seen, I've seen, I've seen all of them. They're glorious. Uh, mate, they are some serious strikes. <laughs> I was watching you watch Alanda as well. Although the, 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 the greatest thing we, 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 can't, we can't show the goals, but what we can show is Rory's face. Show the video of putting the goals. Um, oh, please. what is happening? Um, <laughs> please. Uh, oh, can I show the video? Yeah, all right, yeah. I'll, show, I, all right, I'll put Rory, this. just before we do, Rory, do, we have your, do we have your permission to play this clip? The, no, um, that's not. Yeah. What, what I love is, was that you who recorded it? Yeah, yeah, you can hear Adam Adam laughing. laughing yeah. um, put, put the speaker close to the mic. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> wait, wait, wait for it. <laughs> it's just a face on him. Right. A, look at this, believe. It was so bad. It was. Yeah. I mean, I really didn't see it coming either. I was so confident. Oh, really? I was, yeah, I was so confident. Oh, mate. That was Where's the weird thing as well, but that you stand as moment is what I realised is he's. Is it, is it this one? Yeah. He's. He, he, Rory, <laughs> I don't know if you can say this. Can, can, we, can we get a closer? Can you say that? So. Rory, you, uh, you used to play... It's in the play, group, I'll put it on screen. You used to play the... Um, Ian Beale's son. Ian Beale's sort of son-in-law. Yeah. And you're slowly turning into him. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely. That is too There's close. nothing left! <laughs> it's like... There's nothing left, Rory! <laughs> I didn't think this day could get any worse. I didn't think it could get any worse. I, I was sitting uh, there like... Awesome. like There's nothing Finkel left. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. Wow. It was... You know what I mean? Laces out. The same you know what? I was so happy for the Premier League to be back. The, it didn't last long. And then it was horrible. Chelsea conceded five. I thought, oh, well, at least I can come here and see Against my mates. There you then go. you pull that clip First out on right. the poker as well, Rory. I what know. a week. Not been a good, week not good weekend. Gutted. How good was the poker? Oh, man. The poker was amazing. If you lot are watching our poker Chelsea. streams, then you need to sort it out. Because even if you're not into poker, you will fucking get it pretty quickly. And you'll love watching so how much fun. we rip into each other. Because it's competitive. It is. We're going to get James on. <laughs> We've got to get you James on. I will, I'll smash you up. Because Poker Stars literally put um, $3,000 up. So when we play, we're, all, something. we're trying yeah, to yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. beat each other. Yeah, it's Hackers exactly. cheated this week as well, which yeah. I think is yeah. collusion. That's mm. a shame. Boovy advice. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Elliot, Elliot up until that point wasn't doing really well. Elliot mm. was going to mm. fold. Yeah. yeah, he was gonna fold. It was he just was gonna fold. That, the momentum was swinging there. Adam was coming yeah. back into it for real. Yeah. I believe momentum was swinging within your bladder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Booby, so, booby, doping the we, system again. Did we work out why Chelsea were so shit today? Is there a reason? Yes, I think there's. I think there's a lot that went wrong. I would start with <laughs> the manager. Mm. I would start with the team selection. The team selection was very, very weird. Like, there was no Andreas Christensen since Arsenal. Thomas Tuchel came in. Mm-hmm. Andreas Christensen has been fantastic, like virtually unplayable. Best player for Chelsea, I'd say. 
not there. Antonio Rudiger, also not there. Ben Chilwell, also not there. Mason Mount, not there. A lot of these players that we need, you know, we, we don't have, we have a big squad, but I would say that the talent within the squad, or at least the form within the squad, isn't especially generous. He rested a lot of players. We have a massive match in the, in the week, you know, playing Porto. I think that we, he's been caught short. He's had one eye on that. He's picked a side that he thought could deal with West Brom and deal with them convincingly. And West Brom surprised everyone. It all, it Did he all, took them lightly? It, I think he took them lightly. It, it was also, by the way, mm. just, to, just to note, it was also all going to plan. It was like normal services resumed. The, the, the international football's away. Mm-hmm. The domestic football's back. Chelsea are 1-0 up at home. Mm-hmm. And everything's, everything's rosy. The, the sending off... Thiago Silva's been sent off. And I don't think he's at fault at all. Mm-hmm. He's been sold short twice by Jorginho. He has had no choice but to rectify two Jorginho mistakes, got two bookings, been sent off. We've gone 1-0 up within two minutes, max. We're down to 10 men. But it was two minutes. Was it? Mm. Right. So, so we're down to 10 men. And at that point, I was saying, there is jeopardy here now. At 1-0 up, 11 v 11, I didn't think there was any problem. We had the points in the bag. Really? Yeah, yeah, de- definitely felt that way. Points in the bag. As soon as Thiago Silva got sent off, it looked bad. And I think Tuchel's got this massively wrong. And you can, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this. If you go down to 10 men, you cannot persist with f- five at the back. Yeah. You can't have five at the back. Then, by the way, we're losing. So we're, now we're losing. Suddenly, two, mad five minutes just before half time. We're 2-1 down. Mm-hmm. We've got 10 men against 11. We've got five at the back. That can't happen, right? Mm-hmm. Am, am I, am well, you, I right? So you're saying you're inviting pressure on yourself? And I don't think you have five back, though, do you? Realistically, you don't have five you have back. Three you have three centre-backs. Three, three you're you're right, though. Two wingers. The three centre-backs was a... The three centre-backs was either... Either he was concerned about West Brom hitting it long and you wanted enough big bodies to stop that. Or... Well, I thought, it seemed like the wrong decision to me as well. It felt, it felt arrogant because you're kind of thinking, oh, we can still play the way we want and we'll be fine and be able to make it, make it through. Because you're missing a body somewhere you're else. You're missing a body. You, you, you need play to score goals. You're, you're losing. You could have easily played goals. four at the back. And, and, and it's all very well saying that, you know, the, the wingers play as attackers. Like, Sorry, Mo- Alonso practically plays as a left winger. Like, yeah, terrible. Yeah. And you're playing against West Brom who's sitting back a lot of the time and trying to hit you on a counter-attack yeah. anyway. Um, but, mate, that, that was, but you, that was, the, that the, was point the problem. Is you don't have five. When you're chasing, you're losing and you've got a lesser, lesser amount of players. You've still got five defenders. You're chasing the game. Why have five defenders on the pitch? I just think it's such a misnomer to say defenders equal defensive. Like, we, you know, we know how attacking um, Alonso is. We know that on the other side, you've got Reese, And we know that those guys get forward. I actually thought Reese James had a pretty good game today. Yeah. I, I think there were plenty of mistakes. I mean, if you look at Mason Mount being able to clear the ball when he came on, he goes for this clearance and then doesn't, he doesn't manage to recover after that. That was a, it, it was a really good strike. If I'm honest, sometimes I look at Mendy's positioning as a goalkeeper and I question that. I, I'm really not all but that it, taken with Mendy sometimes when what, I look at him. And I think personally, for me, it was down to individual mistakes today, a lot more than the system. Because when I was watching it, Chelsea were creating plenty of chances. There were a couple of times we went close. Realistically, you shouldn't be conceding more than, th- th- what, three of those goals? Well, and some of them were very sloppy. The first goal, say. what's bizarre? Uh, what, for me, what, just to finish Sorry. the point, what you did lack 
was a manager in that back line. So I'm not saying, I don't think it's tactical. I actually think it's personnel based. I think Thiago is meant to be there to go, this is what you need to do. But Christensen and, has been there. And, and he's been good. Christensen has been there. But that's what Thiago is meant to be today. And, yeah, but Christensen then, then came on. Yeah, but you, I, I, I also think you've got to... That's two stinkers against West Brom now. Yeah, that's another... That first goal I mean, is outrageous. That first goal is one ball from the goalkeeper. He's just yeah. whacked it over the top. You've got three and centre-backs. And the defender's run from the halfway line. Like he's, so, he's, not, he's nowhere near the offensive line. He's come through completely on was his that, own. But that was from a set piece, though, wasn't no, it? No, from a goal kick. Great, great pass by Sam Sorry, the second goal was from a set piece. When it, it Chelsea clear their lines, they're coming out and then the ball over the top. Yeah, yeah they're so clearing that, yeah. But still, it's again, quite a long ball, though. But no, that's interesting. So, first of all, not only is that long ball, look at the way that happens. Look at that in slow motion. And Sam Allardyce has worked on that on the training ground. And they've a done long their ball. research. No, it's not a long ball, though, because if you look at it, there's one player that it's remains off. Is, it is a pass. And there's one player that remains offside. And then he, um, and there's like three players that remain offside. There's one guy running from deep. Mm. Watch it. Because but that, the problem realistically, is that guy has no right the, to be getting on the end of that. But, you but could it, someone's never, identified. You could the, never preempt that Chelsea, like, like the First rule of a centre half, right? Don't let a ball bounce. Yep. You could never ever preempt that not one of the three Chelsea centre halves are going to stick their head on it. But, the, but that's exactly the point: is they did preempt that, they did know that would happen, and they did. That's not they a did tactic loss. They can't. Mate, work. You, look at where look at where the ball drops. Been. Look at where the ball drops, and look at how the spare man is making You've the rush. Mate, that's the, 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 <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, I, the keeper isn't mm. playing the assist, is it? Bro, the keeper played the pass. Look at the run. Look at, look, the at the run. Look, look at the run. Look at I think if that's a different team, you credit the coach and you credit... Look at the goal again. I give nothing but credit to Sam no, I, mean, I, I, I think that difficult. was a great... great Mate, any any professional play. team that gets done by one long yeah. pass from the goalkeeper to bounce just in front of the penalty box, I don't care who it is, that can't happen. But, but that's Even not, more but it was so work done is what he's saying. It's, what saying correct. It's work, correct in that one work, of your centre-backs should idea. do it. But West Brom knew they had an extra man and they used that extra man I'm to not talking about West Brom, though. And that's why I'm I think it should about be West, given credit. That's not worked on is, is, like a, is, the, is the fourth goal or the third goal where they've played like beautiful yeah. five, six passes. One ball can only be worked on so much by, by movement from other people. That's down to Chelsea players... Not sticking uh, their head on the ball. Take, taking responsibility for your back line. But that's, that goes without saying... You can, have, you can have clever corners. You, it's still, you still can go... Well, the defender should have cleared that with a header. Well, yeah, but it was still clever play to have been Man. able to create the opening. Any game of football, I would go... But any game of football... No, I get it's good movement. But any game of football, I would go... I would go, the defence have had an absolute nightmare there. That should that, not be happening. That's the point. They've identified a, a systemic weakness. But the point, the point is... It's not a systemic weakness. We've barely conceded any goals. It's not systemic. Conceded five today. But that is, but yeah, but we barely, we're talking about prior today and the build-up to today. It's not, you can't call something systemic. That eight against West Brom. Well, no, eight, you can't. Yeah. But, but the fact is, what I mean by that, Rory, is it's, to say a problem is systemic, I mean, in terms of the system he's played upon the weaknesses that you know that any system will have. I mean, no system's perfect. No system is impenetrable. So, and Sam Allardyce is very good at that. Sometimes he gets it dead on the money and he just happened to get it dead on the money today. I think he deserves more credit for the, the problems that they had. They had um, Dara Shea got injured and Ivanovic came on. And, and then he got injured. <laughs> yeah. I know. He got, he got, um, he pulled his hamstring for because Vernon <laughs> tried to run <laughs> with him. Yeah, and he just about hung in there. And then he had to change it again and went a little bit more uh, attacking. Um, but, but yeah, I, I mean, look, there were, there were loads of mistakes. I also think the Chelsea substitutions were weird. Yeah, they were strange. They were I weird. Mean. I mean, we needed goals. We were desperate for goals. And we took off Pulisic, who scored, and also is a real threat. Because do you know what he does? Which 
I mean, it's so frustrating with Timo Werner. You know, a good centre forward, anyone that you've ever seen play, whether it's whether it's Suarez, Torres, Vanis, you gamble, right? Like loads of times, you'll make a run, and you'll look an idiot. Nine times out of ten, you'll look an idiot because you'll make the run and and you'll <clears> you'll <throat> optimistically lurk in an area where the ball never come and you'll just be stood there like a clown. But on the tenth time, you score a goal. Christian Pulisic did that today, which is very clever. Alonso's hit a free kick. Pulisic has made the run on the off chance that it hits the post, bounces back on the off chance that the keeper pushes it back out because he'll be the first one there. And he's taken the gamble and he's done it. That is what Chelsea have been missing because we haven't really got a centre forward. He did that. He was taken off. Hakim Ziyech didn't have a very good game at all, but he is an attacking threat. He is likely one of the more likely to score or create a goal. Mm. He was also taken off when we were chasing the game. You think Pulisic was that's why you take a centre back yeah. off and keep him on, don't you? Exactly, this is what I'm saying. You're taking off, you're taking off players who are likely to score to preserve three centre halves when you have no need at all to have three centre halves on the pitch. You, well, you, I think I think what he tries to do though with that is that because you have your wing backs, and again, you, you watch more of Chelsea, so you're in a position to criticise more. I'm not saying you're wrong. But I think when you've got three centre-backs and they're high up the pitch, especially as you'd expect against West Brom, and they're on the halfway line, you've then got, in this case, six other players, because you were down to 10 men, that are all attacking in that phase of play. And you need that because if you play with a back four and you push all the way up to the halfway line and your full-backs go, you've got two man But there. the point is, you, you, the it's point a three-on-two you, most taking, likely. You're taking Hakim Ziyech off the pitch. Uh, the the personnel, um, no, but the personnel that's, is that's, relevant, that's, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the personnel yeah. is relevant. But you've, I think you've that's got why Cesar he's Aspel kept three centre halves. The obvious in. change would be Cesar Aspilicueta goes off instead of Hakim Ziyech. Who's more likely to cre- create a goal? So, you, so you're on about the fullback, the, the wing back getting changed rather than not the centre well, half. I, I right? just don't understand how you can preserve this system of three centre backs when you're chasing a game. Maybe he feels the t- maybe when, he feels, when you're chasing a game with ten men. Well, maybe he feels two of them are too weak and he doesn't know which centre back pairing he can trust. I mean, there's lots of potential reasons, but I think that ultimately you have to trust your team. Also, you've got Antonio Rudiger sat on the bench. He did say pre-game, Rudiger played a lot of minutes. That's why I rested him. Conceding five with a back five, though. Well, imagine the, if you had a back four. Honestly, it does come down to the fact <laughs> Could have been that six, there are seven. too many goals in there where you think, right, they've identified that if you cut it back to the edge of the box, there's no one there. And yeah. there wasn't consistently. Yeah, well, well because... I mean, it was... It was West Brom deserve credit today, though. No, they because, do, yeah. Because they were... You know what? A lot of teams, especially down in that end, they build up the positions where they've got a three-on-two. Well, Lacazette has just gone down as if he's been shot in the face. I'm going to be interested to see what Phillips has done here. Because do you, do you know what else? Lacazette, has? you're a they've grown also, man, bro. The other thing that they've done... The other thing... What is... Obamaya? <laughs> I, I, why is it when I have a coat of Aubameyang's hair? I quite like it. The, the, other, uh, thing, yeah, mind it. the other thing that they, they did, and they do deserve credit for this, West Brom. Oh it was, going wrong. To hold on to it was going wrong for them. It was going wrong for West Brom. Like, they've come to Stamford Bridge. They've got a terrible record. It's not looking good for them in their Premier League quest. And they've got to go down. You'd think that, that they've missed a couple of chances as well. They've missed a couple of chances and then got to go down. That should be, from Chelsea's perspective, like, job done, shouldn't it? It should feel that way. But they it didn't they feel kept that way. fights. Like, I'm yeah. full of admiration. They played, great, played good football open. times as well, actually. Good goals, man. <laughs> yeah, the quality enough. of the goals were brilliant. The quality of the goals was great. It's just very counter to what Sam Allardyce has been doing over I the think last you're playing, few weeks. You're playing 10 men, so you can go for it a little bit more. You His hand was forced. A little bit. I felt like this team didn't play well, anything like any of the football that we've seen Sam Allardyce attempt to play with his players since he's come to West Brom. But I, and it feels a little bit like he's sort of gone, 
What do you guys want to do? So then? I, I, I think the reason for that was one, you put Callum Robinson in and went, went for it a little bit more, but also Tuchel, who the whole thing about him is game management, tactically brilliant. He, at 10 when they went to 10 men, I thought he was arrogant with the way that he, where he played. And the team played arrogant because they, they threw so many players forward that West Brom, who haven't broken down teams all season long, were able to just pop it round them. Mm. And they could have scored more. I know they, they could have scored yeah, a yeah, lot they more. Should have. They could have done, yeah. And so, I mean, yeah. also, when you think about, like, you know, you know the Chelsea midfield, the, the Jorginho, Kovacic. Uh, Kovacic pivot, both very technically gifted players, I get it. But they don't do enough. You know, in that situation where you want the fight, the tenacity, the aggression, the spirit... They don't have it. Like, I, I agree. I actually thought both of them, I thought Georgina passive, particularly passive. was quite passive today. Kovacic at least tried to take the game at one point. But do, you know I, what, yeah. do you know what I was thinking, Loz? And you, you know, this, this is true about footballers and true about football clubs, but it's also true about mates and, and life. <clears throat> Judge somebody when things are n- not going well. Okay. Like when, when life's sweet, right? Everyone's around you. Everyone, everyone's well, happy. Everything's easy. brilliant. Judge somebody when it's not going well. And when Chelsea were 2-1 down at half-time, I thought, you know what, there's an opportunity here. Because Thomas Tuchel so far has had it easy in terms of, in terms of it's all gone to plan. So when things are going well, it's going well. I thought, you know what, this is a bit of an opportunity here now for Chelsea. We're 2-1 down, 10 men. Everyone's going to be looking at this. Liverpool, Everton, West Ham, Tottenham are going to be looking at this thinking we can, we can do something here. Yeah. I thought Chelsea can now go, do you know what? No, that's not going to happen. We have the opportunity to say to everybody... This team have minerals. We're going to fight. We're going to show you we've got 10 men. We're losing. We're going to take the three points. Watch. None. No fight. No spirit. No heart. Do you know no what? flair. Nothing. And I, I, I would say that I would say that the big thing for me, though, is like you say, in those moments where you need to hold your nerve, you also need to stay calm. And the, the, if I had been too cool at half time, I would have gone, we're the better team here. We've got the better players here. Control the game. Because if you've got the ball, they can't score a goal. And we can make our way up the pitch because we've got players who can do that. That's what I thought. They were so... It was cavalier, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was reckless. And, and that's why they conceded five. But yeah, but it, it's now, now is when we'll learn quite what this Chelsea team are made of. You know, it's all very well when things are going well. You're popping it about. You're smashing up Madrid. It's good. You, you, need, good. Ca- you need Kante as well. But You're playing with 10. Now, we find, yeah. out, been good now we find out what Chelsea are made of. Now we find out what Thomas Tuchel's all about. Because Sir, uh, Conte Sal is going to be looking at that, going, mm. oh, tight. We... we we can we can beat this. Having Chelsea said team. having said that, to, to give the opposite, I'm I'm I don't know if you'd be framing it this way if this was Lampard's loss <laughs> here. I, I think it's almost as if they're different people, isn't it? But and I, they I, judge I, them differently. But what I mean by that is, I, I do think. It, Tuchel is a very frustrating manager to have apparently anyway and a lot of people he makes a lot of very strange decisions it's a kind of a long-term manager trait that people spoke about even when Brian and I went to Dortmund a few years ago people were going yeah he just makes decisions we don't understand them and um (laughs) and that's kind of one of his personality traits as a manager apparently um so I mean it can be quite frustrating though but at the same time international break and just combat first game you've also gone on a pretty good run before that so you know yeah but um, well I mean yeah it was we beat a lot of fairly average teams, what one or two nil. Yeah, still good though. But, I mean, it's a very, very, very different. And you don't forget, you did beat Atletico <laughs> Madrid in there as well. well I mean, no, I mean, Atletico <laughs> Madrid. I'm not. Quite, I'm, not, no, I'm, not I'm not bringing, this, I'm not bringing this back to Lampard. You that's are petty, man. You I'm, just did it. No, but, but you, you can't saying, say oh, you can't. You can't discredit his record by saying that. Well, I mean, Frank Lampard fair. went. Frank Lampard went the way you were beaten at the beginning of the season. Yeah, but you never used to say things like that about him. That's the point. I'm not making this about Lampard. You are. But yeah, no, I kind of am. But your opinions are different. 
It's, and yeah, similar because things. they're different people. Because one of them is at the start of a fledgling career, and the other one has been brought in as a man who got to a Champions League final to elevate Chelsea into the the top tier. By of that European point, football. though, one of them. So, yeah, I judge him on one, different one, things. By that, one of them by that is in their first season, is in their first job Chelsea. in Premier League football. The other one has just been to a Champions League final and therefore needs to be judged on that. Uh, you judge you judge Thomas Tuchel on a very different scale. So what you judge Frank Lampard? One of them starting, one of them in the hypocritical career. I don't know if you judge everybody in the same. So so when when a geezer comes on here for his debut for for Arsenal, do I judge? Him the same but, that, way I judge your but that's Bamiya. not the point. Do you're, I judge him the same? Your manager of the you have, judge no, 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 no. You just, you confl- that's two different things. You can't judge a young player the same as Aubameyang, but a manager. But, you can only have one manager. You can't have a an academy manager and an experienced manager. Of course manager. you can. Of You've course got you can. one manager, bro. And at Chelsea, you get judged on whether you're successful or not. Frank Lampard. And let's be real. No, that's right. Some of you Chelsea fans done. like yourself. Kind of let Lampard get away with it when it would have been someone else who would have been first to kick them out. Get away. Get away with finishing the top four. Get away with what? Get away with finishing in the top four, get into the last 16 of the Champions League in the FA Cup final. Yeah, we let him get away with it. Yeah. With a transfer ban. Yeah, we let him get right, really get away with it. With a transfer ban that you spent, what, 100 million in? Interesting transfer I, I ban. I guess the point I was, I was trying to make wasn't so much that you let Lampard off. It was more... Um, I felt. I just feel maybe you're being a bit harsh on Tuchel with this one, or maybe I maybe really being I harsh feel maybe it feels like the framing is a little bit more like oh now now was but, it? But because he's because he's been brought in to be the guy that, that he, takes he Chelsea all, to the top four, like then that, that, that was that, a guarantee that that had to happen. I get that, and to be fair, they they are they they have performed pretty closely to that. You can't like like we said, you can only really put Liverpool people through. Yeah, it's Mane though. It's Mane crosses in. Oh, Salah, surely chance. Oh, close. They may have failed. Got caught under Salah's feet. You you can only judge them by the opposition that's put in front of them. And to be clear, the opposition that was put in front of them in the Champions League, they very easily got past. And that's a very difficult side to beat. So that, totally, that's, but that's equally, an impressive one. He managed that game almost perfect. That, that was brilliant. I mean, we, we've we've had a very good European campaign, both under Frank Lampard and under Thomas Tuchel. But that was very you know, Winning impre- 4-0 away in Seville was also impressive. Winning 4-0 was very impressive, but Seville is a is in a very different position in the table to Atletico Madrid. Yeah, totally. Madrid. I mean, yeah. it's massive to go. I mean, yeah. it is massive to, to beat Atletico Madrid. Um, yeah. I was very, but I was also fairly. Oh, oh. I was happy, but I was also surprised at the lack of ambition from Atletico Madrid. Yeah. I think we <coughs> expected them to be that better. Too. You know what, though, I think Tuchel has brought in this season to finish the season solid and to steady the ship because Chelsea board, whoever it was, felt like it wasn't steady. And See, we I don't can start judging him on. We can start judging him on the To be fair, as well, he's very much on course for a Champions League final. I, I right don't now. think. I don't think that Thomas Tuchel's brought in to steady. I think he was brought in to elevate. Immediately, I think that's that would have been the job interview. I think. I think he would have come in, and said, "I will get this side into the top four. Okay, it felt like it needed steadying for a little while. By the way, really, <sighs> who was that? Who was Firmino? Firmino, nice little touch, takes it on his right foot and curls it past the uh, post. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well played there, Robertson, wasn't it? Yeah, look at this. Nice. Lovely. I think he could have done better with a shot, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> After all the hard work, he did the hard bit well. The skill was beautiful, and then it's it. well wide when he shoots. Needed some difficult. bend on it. Difficult. Yeah, yeah difficult. Tricky. Tricky. Liverpool have had a lot of possession in the first half an hour, and they've been pressing, but it's just lacking that little bit of quality in the final third. That's one of the few times in the game where Arsenal's backline have moved up the pitch, though. Mm. Like it's been on the edge of their game, box here yeah, for yeah. most of the game. They've controlled quite a lot of it. I'm not, I've not seen enough of Fabinho and uh, Thiago on the ball for me so far. It needs a bit more of that. This, to be fair to uh, um, Arsenal, I actually think Arsenal have played it pretty well so far. Yeah. They've played it perfectly. Yeah. It's, so, it's still they, weird they seeing Arsenal play like this. So. Huh? It's still very, you know, like a team that has 
I've grown up where their fans are. We're, we, we do, we do where this classy, we play yeah, football yeah. and all this, that. And now they're kind of trying to keep a clean sheet more than they are trying to score at the moment. You're really enjoying this era of uh, Arsenal, aren't you? Because I hate them, bro. Right. I, I was thinking about this. Like, for Arsenal to be ninth at this stage of the season and there is zero pressure. Bro, did you see the, the athletic survey? So, but, did you what? see the survey Athletic did recently no. about the fans and how happy they are? And it was like 75% Arsenal fans are happy. That's amazing. That, doesn't, I that think, doesn't sound right. I've met quite a few of them. That doesn't yeah. sound I don't know any. <laughs> I don't know yeah. any that are happy. Yeah. But it, it highlights, you know, for a long time people go on, Arsenal fans are a bit entitled. They're, they're wanting too much. I think they, they've chilled now. <laughs> they're like, if they're, there's no think, pressure on Arsenal at all. Yeah, but they weren't given the decision to chill. What I feel, what I It wasn't what like, do you want to chill or do you want to push this one on? It was just like, <laughs> we'll just chill. The there. support like, for Arteta is one, is something that I feel like They've they've become Captain a bit of a prisoner, legend, didn't they? they? Well, they've become a bit of a prisoner to their previous exploits with managers. Okay, and I think that because people have now said you've been so reactionary, you've treated so many managers so poorly, that I feel that now with Arteta, whether they think he's the right man or not, they kind of they have to back him. He's there's clarity with him though. You know what he's trying to do now. You yeah, can I think see, I see hate that, that phrase with this. Look at that man. Great ball in. But it takes time, time it? Cross, like, cross uh, coming in. It, it takes a second. They never say but that course. about Sam Allardyce. Decent. You know Keep what he's trying to do. Taken. Look at no, I, think <laughs> I think there's real clarity with Sam Allardyce <laughs> as well. With our tether, it's always like, well, you can see he's trying to fuck off. Do you know what? Do you, do you know, I, I think, think they're two, two, two very different players, though. But it takes, I've got to admit, the club management of, of Arteta is very different to the selfish rhetoric that comes out of Sam Allardyce's mouth. Sam Allardyce has spewed some real fucking... But I don't know why I said Allardyce. I was just yeah. pulling a random... Allardyce, around, is, yeah. Allardyce has really guarded his own fucking ass with West Brom. He's basically given a lot of press conferences where he goes, well, I've come in and I've not had buy-in from some of the players. And it's like, well, okay, mate, well... But the, the strange thing is, that's actually your responsibility to get the buy-in from the players. Mm. And he's like, well, some of them don't want to do. I saw a whole segment, and uh, for a couple of weeks now, I've seen segments <clears> on basically media-briefed guys, Joe, Joe Cole, these kind of people, mates of Sam Allardyce, basically, going, yeah, look at this guy. Not even running for him. Highlight that guy. Highlight that guy not running. Look at these guys not buying into the system. And it's like, okay, well, there you go. I hate then that because it's like, the manager's job to motivate his it's players. It's the job to motivate them. <laughs> it's also then the job for you to pick a system which suits your players, which, by the way, after all the analysis I've watched, after everything else, this is not a Sam Allardyce system. There is I professional responsibility from individual players. As from well. individual players, but at the same time, Sam Allardyce is going around. Basically, any time it's about Sam Allardyce's responsibility, it's, well, if the club go down, it's, you know, it's not me. It's because do these people they will do down? this. Do you think they're still going to go? Or yeah. How significant is the result today against Chelsea? I, I, I still think they'll go down because I, I think Newcastle are the only team above them they can catch. And, and they're so too far they clear already. They'll catch Newcastle, but they won't catch Fulham. Fulham. They're playing against ten, they were still playing against 10 men. Yeah, that's yeah but it's 10, it's no, 10, no, no, good, no, no. It's 10 I, glorious men. But it's yeah. 10 men <laughs> where Chelsea still should have dominated that game and yeah. possibly won it. But they shut the bed. Oh, oh, just wide there from Milner. Yeah. I, I think they deserve credit for that. But it was kind of like what you said. He, dig, he dug them out this week, the West Brom players. Didn't no, he no, say they're not, not listening not to me? Not just this week. <laughs> Every week, Sam Allardyce... Puts the, uh, puts the onus on the players at, at times too much, not going, well, it's their responsibility. Literally, the comments that he makes sound so self-interested. I'm sick of hearing Sam Allardyce dig players You're out. Surprised I'd love to hear a uh, West Brom album. I'm not surprised by it, no, but I'm bored of people not doing the analysis. And people in the, his mates in the media going, yeah, you know how hard he works. Well, it's this relegation thing. Well, if West Brom can't invest the money and bring him straight back up, it's like, 
Well, you do have some responsibility here. They've done the same for Brusman. Yeah, over fucking and over and over again. Mm. People Sound wonder why no one's fucking watching the, pro, uh, the supposed pundits out there. That's exactly. Shit. Exactly. There's too many pe- There's too many managers yeah. in the media. Like, if, if that was Rafa Benitez saying that, if that was a foreign manager saying that, I guarantee you, people would be digging him out. Well, Lampard got destroyed for that. Didn't he? For what? Sorry, for digging out his own players. Yeah, oh, yeah. He never got destroyed for it. Yeah, he did. He, he did. got called out for it a bit more, but he, he never got destroyed Lamp- for Lamp- it. Lampard got hammered. He never got as, as called out as, say, a Mourinho would have. Mourinho would do. No, but Mourinho's just, Mourinho's just a bigger name. Like, Mourinho management. And, and let's, not, let's not pretend Lamp- Lampard never had no, no, the beauty of having a lot of mates Lamp- Lamp- that were protecting his ass. I mean, this is, just, this is just like conjecture. Who? What are we talking about? For the same people that are defending Sam Allardyce, no, Joel Cole, Real Ferdinand, no, no, but with, with, all these geezers that were defending The issue with Lawrence's point is because people haven't highlighted the issue with Allardyce doing that whereas Frank Lampard was hung out to dry for doing that he wasn't hung out to dry once but this what he had like a lot of protection in the media but besides the point I think Sam Allardyce it's a bit it's a bit of a weird one with him because it comes to clubs you expect him to do something but I think they would have had a better chance staying up with Slavon Bilic Slavon Bilic if they just no, kept Bilic I'd love to hear West Bromwich Albion fans thoughts on it there's probably one watching like get your comments in get your calls in now on 0800 <laughs> we don't give a fuck no <laughs> yeah like, get your comments no, in 0800 Geordie would actually be a yeah. Yeah. Al will put it on the screen 555 five, five, five. No, so, I, I, so I, I don't know man because they I, drew with City just when before they put he Allardyce literally in. The, the day before they signed yeah. him when they, they drew, drew but when they put Allardyce in I thought it was I thought they were going to be safe I thought it was a clever move I thought Allardyce was going to keep them up I, I couldn't think, do I, well the conversation went like this. You went, still wouldn't oh, believe the, that they will as well, don't you? Went, conversation yeah, went I like this. Right? He went, oh, it's the club chairman. He I, probably called me to congratulate <laughs> me on the drawing city yesterday. <laughs> Hello. Do you, no, know what? do you know what, though, <laughs> Can I ask you a question on that? Do you not think it's that on some, on some level, it. on some level, the fact that they sacked Billich after that result, is that not admirable? In as much as... What do I admire about that? In as much as they had obviously decided that he is not the right man for the job. Mm-hmm. They've obviously decided that Allardyce is going to take over the job on this day. They haven't been swayed by one very impressive result. You know what, as well, and maybe I'm not taking into account that maybe the players already knew that he was gone at that point. So maybe they went, one final push for you, mate, and then back off to Croatia. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think they did. Uh, well, no. do you know what the players were thinking on the day? So, <laughs> no, no, good point. Mm. Oh, fair yeah. but that, but that is that. Lars has got a lot of sources, you see. Yeah, yeah. he loves sources. Ketchup. Yeah, Mate, I'm. I'm just very interested in the, the reason that we don't uh, criticize Sam Allardyce, and the reason that so many people are so willing to do literally five to ten minute explanations as to why Sam Allardyce is doing a good job and why player A or player he'll get B. A lot, he'll get a lot of credit tonight. Yeah, but guarantee he'll you get that. so much credit. <laughs> yeah. it, it, They'll suck him off, but like, it doesn't take <laughs> away the, the reason... fact that he got one England game and got sucked. 100% record. Well, yeah, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%,
That, like, that Bolton team that got into Europe, Yuri Jokaev and all mm. them boys. They, Even Campbell. They used to smash. JJ Kocha. They used to smash up Arsenal all the time. Yeah. Like, it was, it, they, they were a good side. They played in Europe. They, when they went, he, to he went to Stamford Bridge and, and got a win. When you like, were he's proper won a, unbeatable. He won well. Stamford Bridge with didn't, three different clubs. Didn't they? He don't like man. it, does he? Hang on a minute. <laughs> didn't, they, didn't they get into <laughs> Europe? And we, didn't, did they win a League Cup as well? Did Bolton win a League I'm Cup? I'm not sure about that. Did Bolton I'm not sure about that. They lost to Middlesbrough. I think they won the championship. They got to the final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got to the, That's as good to, as a win. They got to a League Cup final for Bolton. Though. They got to a League Cup final and they played in Europe. Like that is quite impressive. That yes. is quite impressive. From no, no, very impressive. I know it was two decades two, ago. Yeah, now, okay. but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. I think at the time it felt like he was quite ahead of things, and I get it. He probably has a really good PowerPoint presentation that he probably still does, and it seems like there same are some one people. From then, same one. Yeah. And, there are, and they go. Ivan Campos on the, on the cover. He's still on a floppy disk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you guys have? We're going to put this floppy disk in like transfer targets. JJ, Yuzi Yaskolain, yeah, Mario Jardel. So, but Big Sam also. So I think he did study other sports because, for instance, there's stuff like he bought in. He did, yeah, he did the headphones. Yeah, he did the, Brit- yeah, the NFL, Britney Spears, didn't he, on the pitch yeah. for the first time? I think he played in America, and I think he got into it's, NFL. And all yeah, that stuff. he got into all the American sports, and he and, and I, that was smart. But at the same time, I think we treat him like he's a genius because he went somewhere else and went. Bloody hell, that's good. <laughs> that's, that is, that's the genius you know of oh, Sam Allardyce. Weirdly, though, that is, there is there is an intelligence in that. Having the foresight sure. to no, because not everybody does it. No, some I people are so, some people are so so one track mind. It's football mate, not going right. to watch that. Not going to go and watch that. Like in fact, if we were to say stereotypically, Sam Allardyce, stereotypically, Sam Allardyce has no interest in what goes on the other side of the Atlantic. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, no, having said that, I think he always looks uh, west to our allies across the Atlantic. <laughs> yeah. um, he's that kind of guy, and he's definitely looking for a. But it's weird because you wouldn't expected that Sam Allardyce to become this Sam Allardyce, would you? What, you know, when you watch that ball and, like, and play the same football as what he traditionally plays. I know they've just won 5-2 against Tommy Tickle's mighty Chelsea, but, you know what I mean? If he keeps him up, though, though, if he keeps him up, this is a nah, huge achievement. He's not going to. But no, if he does... does. It would have been like, you know, if Leicester beat City today, yeah. if he it would have been how much, like, if he we're does. not winning the league, but no. there's a little bit more of a chance. That's what it, that's what it was today but for, if, for West Brom. Look, if they stay up, if West Brom stay up, we, I, I imagine that we will all have to concede that is a huge achievement. There's no way. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's it's no the way, best right? achievement of his career. If he, he said yeah. they need to win six of nine or whatever it was. Something like that. That's a lot. He's won four yeah. <laughs> so far. <laughs> six of nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. But I mean, it six, does happen. Six, yeah. It does happen. He needs title winning form yeah, to he save needs, himself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it does happen, but it won't happen, I don't think. No. I'm, and it's, it's too much. Like, I want it to happen. They'll go, they'll I know come you back, do. They will come straight back up, though. Yeah, boing, boing. Do you think he's yeah. there next season? I got a feeling he fucked no, up. No, I don't no, think he's there. He won't do a season in the championship. No way. Anyway. Isn't that his best chance of getting back into the Prem? No one else is hiring him. Does he care? I think he's done that. <laughs> does out, he yeah. care? He'll be back on TalkSport. <laughs> uh, yeah. He messing about. Care. He's certainly not going to be going to Rotherham midweek. No, he's not doing that. Oh, TalkSport. I get it now. That's why. <laughs> he'll, let, he'll let Sammy <laughs> Lee do it and then take over in the back in the Prem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He always had Sammy Lee, didn't he? Oh, I, I, could, I could hear Sammy Lee on on the game today. Go, <laughs> could you? Was he about? Yeah, Just grunting. Ninety one percent of the chat um, think they go down by the, at the red card. Yeah, ninety one percent of the chat think <sighs> think they, they go still down. go down. Yeah. Would you Would you have Big Sam at Newcastle? We've already had him again. I mean, Mike sucked him. Yeah. But would you have him again? I, it will Over happen Bruce, because though, they, they, they had a really bad fallout. I think when Mike got rid of him. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. I, th- I reckon Allardyce knows his way around a, uh, a contract negotiation. Can you think about it though? <laughs> like, we've seen the footage. Yeah. <laughs> big, we, we've had Big Sam, Pardew, 
Steve Bruce. It's the same man, isn't uh, it? Like, really? just, yeah. It's like, you know, the face changes, but it's like a shapeshifter sort of thing, isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah, that it's black and white video. Do you remember Michael Jackson? Oh, yeah. Right. Changes yeah. <laughs> it's just the same person over and over again, isn't it? Like, they're, both, they're all like sort of a meat pie and chips. You know what I mean? They're just the same guy. <laughs> yeah. Probably McLaren, on, the way out, yeah. on, the, on the way out, he genuinely goes, listen, mate, I really appreciate your business. Do you know anyone else? Yeah, who you, could, can you recommend go, anyone? Got, Steve's oh, a good, yeah, yeah, McLaren's a good guy. Yeah. 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 Because Hello, no, mate, I've got big good news for you. Yeah. Yeah. I lost my job, but I've got big good news for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, they didn't. None of them want to be out upstaged by the next guy, so they, all, they go, he'll yeah, make yeah, me look right. Did you hear about Sam, though? Apparently, he offered Raval Morrison a contract and he would only let Raval sign it if he went with the agent he was with. Wow. Really? Sam that sounds, I mean, that sounds exactly that, like... I mean, that's just I would totally... totally How totally would that benefit nice him? And then he took it back. And he took it back. No, he can't have it now. <laughs> yeah. And he, is it, he, he downed his pint of wine and left. Clearly he's injured here. Who do you think is going down, though? Because, uh, I mean, Brian, how dumb... Basically, how damned do you think you guys are at the bottom of that table? Um, because I... I Morale-wise, I, I don't have a lot of hope. I think I, I've, I've been saying we're going down all season, even when it looked like we weren't going down. Yeah. So I, now I really think we're going down. Yeah, you two. We'll take, it, bring, bring the table up at the bottom there, guys, just so people are, um, in the audience can see. Go. Yeah, we were um, telling Brian that it wasn't. Yeah, I think it, I was, it was being James silly. Didn't Brian, we? There was no chance. Yeah. Sorry, Brian. Yeah. You, I, I mean, do you do you think Newcastle? I, because for me, I think Newcastle are the only ones who are dropping right now. I think you've got Fulham who are well, coming we, up We went you. from a 10-point lead over Fulham to a two-point lead. So, yeah, it's not good. Oof. Do you it, know, there was a pivotal moment in the Fulham... Like, everybody thought that Fulham were going to stay up. And then they lost to Leeds. And Leeds should be a perfect team to be playing at the moment mm-hmm. because they, they're safe. You know, they're not mm-hmm. going to go down. They're not going to get into Europe. They're the perfect team to be playing. And they, and they beat Fulham, which made me think that Fulham are actually far more vulnerable... Than people are people are thinking. Like people are giving a lot of credit to Fulham. Scott Parker's I'm got not, them playing well. I'm not. They're not. Are they? no, I, They're I, in trouble. I, this is not nothing to do with with me thinking Fulham are that good. I just think they're better than us. Right. It's a simple. But do that. you think your cushion is enough? No, no. I think and morale from what I, everything mm. I've seen, the the only way we stay up is if players like St Maximin. Have a great end to the season. I don't know when Callum Wilson will be fit again. Not soon enough. But probably not, yeah. So it's a St. Maximin sort of finding of form. And he's been injured and in, in, in poorly with, uh, I think, long COVID or whatever during the season. So it, it's, he's not been able to find form up until now. So it's a lot of pressure on people like his shoulders. The, the worrying thing is after... You know, the, the the first season, I said, like, you know, Steve Bruce will be the end of us in the Premier League. Like, I can see that coming. As soon as he was appointed after Rafa, I was like, this is shocking. We've gone from champagne to, um, you know, like spitting a bucket in a boxing gym here. So, uh, you know, but we, he was able to ride that wave because Rafa had us set up so well. But now the wheels are well and truly coming off and Steve Bruce is being exposed for the absolute fraud that he is. But the, the scariest bit is, is that the Newcastle board have said that if he does keep us up, despite everything we've learned this season about how terrible he is and all of the infighting at the club, the lack of tactics, the lack of... You know, if you haven't got tactics, you need to be a good motivator. He's, mm. not, he's neither, clearly. 
and now they're saying he'll be rewarded with a contract this if he keeps I can't us up. Believe. That, I just can't believe that. What that you're actually saying. makes me think, like, what do I want us to do now? You know, because the reward for staying up mm. is more Steve Bruce football, which then we inevitably go down next season. I'm amazed. I, I, I'm actually finding it very difficult to process. It's like, what, I just what's, don't know what's the point in staying motivation? up? It makes what me is think, the point in staying it, it up makes me if think, we're going to keep Steve Bruce? Because then we'll go down anyway. It does make me think they're actively trying to demotivate the players. They go, if you do stay up, there's no reward for this. He's staying. I can't believe that Bruce would want it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I it just felt like oh, the most yeah, natural. I, you know, if he were to keep, say, say, say Newcastle stay up. By hook or by crook, they stay up. Surely at that point you go, he Bruce should then go, you're welcome. Like, it's not right. It's not right, but he should spin it that way. I've kept you up. What more could you want? My, my work here is done. Spin it that no, way. No, I, I actually think a, brilliant. that would be the only way. So I would imagine Bruce will, you know, I, have, I don't know where the guy's originally living or whatever, but if he wanted to retire in the area and be respected in his older years after now in his retirement, if he did that, I think a lot of people go, you know what it is? God, it was a miserable fucking time under you, but fair enough. Like, you actually did prove that you loved the club. But a lot of people know that he gets a £4 million payout if we sack him, and hence why he's holding on, clearly out of his depth. He wouldn't do that, though, would he? Like, this is his last hurrah. This is his last chance at the Premier League. So I think he will just hold on. Brian, I can't believe, I'm, I'm honestly struggling to process it, that we're sitting here having a conversation about a Steve Bruce new contract at Newcastle but, By the way... I can't, I can't believe the, that's the, happening. The, the local newspaper got a 95% vote from Newcastle fans saying we want Bruce out. You do worry about the 5%. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were Brucey. Do you expect his Bruce on a I think the 5%, the, the, the votes came from, uh, you know, Broadmoor. Steve Alex. Um, <laughs> He definitely the kind of man who would vote for himself. There, was, there were five we people who voted. He's got his assistant, Kitten Refresh. Vote. Yeah. Refresh. There, there were five vote. people who voted in it called Beef Struce, mm. but there's, there's no one else there. I think yeah. Steve Bruce sees that and goes, five percent. Imagine, <laughs> imagine, yeah. imagine being that. no, but imagine oh. having that many thousands of people wanting you out, and he goes. This is, this is the funny thing is we did actually have a journal up in Newcastle. <laughs> I forget his name, but he publicly questioned Steve and 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 talked about all of the infighting and basically brought all the shit up and said, "Look, this is a fucking shit show." And he's now he's now banned from the Newcastle United press conference. God, this terrible. guy and credit to him. I, and I, I wish I could remember his name off the top of my head, but now. Steve Bruce says in his press conferences, well, you know, some people are entitled to their opinion and, you know, they're welcome. To, and, 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 but I'm just going to keep on, you know, trying or whatever. And the point is, is like, no people aren't entitled to their opinion, Steve. You ban them. Banning when they, journals when, is such a bad When they well. give you their opinion and they write something about you that you don't like, you've now banned him. So he, like I've said all along, coward. He is a coward. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, I mean, it's totalitarianism, called, isn't it? You can't ban people who have opinions that you don't share. Well, uh, yeah, if they were... And also, they were proven true. to be factual. They were correct. Everything... <laughs> correct. Steve confirmed himself <laughs> that they were all true. He was like, yeah, well, I did have a... Now yeah. that you mention it, I did have a fight with <laughs> Richie, yeah. and it did all... And everything and was true. me a coward. Yeah. But, you know... I the don't like it. The journalist was called Craig Hope. Yeah. Um, but the apologies for I forget. The fair play to him. The strange thing is, yeah, when a journalist can't do their job and they have to, and they basically get banned for doing mm. their job, uh -huh. then there is a real problem there. I don't think it says so much about Steve Bruce as it does about the fear around the club of 
people even speaking out and those kind of things. It is a problem that you ban people from a press conference, especially when someone's trying to do their job. You're basically taking someone's livelihood off them there, by the way. So you're not looking after the local community. You're not looking after the people in the area. Absolutely. Yeah. Journalism has become that, that even just in football, well, though, hasn't it? It's yeah. literally just become... Oh, yes, we'll just, we'll just so, rub your back for so, you. So the one back. brave guy in the room who went, I'm not going to rub their back, and they went, no, we're not having that. Cheers. As someone obviously lives in the area, what's the, what is the, how partisan is the press up there? Like, is, is it, you know, is it the Chronicle, is it called? Yeah. What, the newspaper. Well, there's lots of them, yeah. But there's are, loads of... Are they, are some of them trying to kind of be careful, or is it just all about Newcastle all the time you know like you see in like Madrid and Barcelona you've got those papers that I'd imagine the sole focus is constantly obviously Newcastle yeah it is yeah and because that's what I think obviously that bad vibe the idea of him going would kind of just draw a line on that to maybe help you stay up I was just wondering with the The pressure's on but with the threat of not being able to go to press conferences and things like that are those newspapers a little bit more careful I think they have been and I think they they took a lot longer so if you look on social media the the real fan groups that I follow they were calling for Bruce's head months ago Mm -hmm. like ages ago but it you know, it took them it took them a long time before the big papers were coming out saying, "All right, it's time to go now." Do you know what I mean? But they've but it's it's because it's so obvious that they've had to go there yeah. because if you're not representing the fans' views, then what is the point in you? Because that's what you're supposed to mm. be there for. But luckily, we have social media, and there's a lot of big football fan groups, and the, the, nobody wants them. No one wants them there. He's ter- He's been. That's right. Because you said a few. It might have been a couple. It might have been Jan. I don't know. Mm. A couple of months ago, you were saying he needs to go now, yeah. and I struggled with that a little bit. And what you were saying there, Rory, was if you for a second, and they might want to do it, but if you put yourself in Steve Bruce's head, he is thinking if <gasps> I if I walk, if I walk, I'm a coward. Like he's been a captain, he's mm. been a leader, all those things. Like mm. for him, the out, the respectful out is keep them up, get six points, which I think is probably all you need. Get six points and go at the end of the, the season, regardless of the four he, million he payout. Won't. And that, that's the sad thing, is because everything's on wow. the cheap, and that, that's just the way they are. Um, we've got the chat, uh, by the way. Uh, thanks to everyone in the chat uh, suggesting, uh, asking what we think about Rio Ferdinand's comments. Now, Rio Ferdinand came out and said, if Newcastle fans aren't happy with uh, the way Mike Ashley runs the club, they should all club together and buy the club themselves. For a ma- personally, I look at that and I thought, you've forgotten where you're from, you mate. Like, and, and he's, had, he's, he's come up with dumb shit before about Newcastle, and I called him out on it on Twitter, and he never replied it was on there, um, despite ratioing the fuck out of his tweet. But to me, for a lad from Peckham to come out and talk about a Newcastle fan base, knowing that there isn't a lot of money up there, and say something like that, I was just like disappointed more than everything, be anything because I'm like, you're like you're supposed to be a man of the people, a bit in touch with, like regular. Like I credit him; he's one of the football fans who does seem to. I mean, he does stuff with housing, and we, you know, we're mates with him, and he does seem to like care about the community, and he does a lot of charity work. So I'm like, you're talking about people from Newcastle as if we've got enough money together to fucking buy a club. Are you, what, I think, what I think it's. Think? it's it's disappointing. I'm a big fan of Rio's, obviously, mm. and um, obviously worked with him occasionally. And he's, I, I see a good side to him, but I think he had a mare with that. I mm. think he had an absolute mare because 
He would never say that about Manchester United fans that complain about the Glazers mm-hmm. because he knows what that would mean. And I think when you're in a position where you are, you're, you're in a position where you're protecting someone that you do business with or you have a relationship with, bruv, best bet is to just shut the fuck up. Oh. Because cause then you, you, cause what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You're going against like the fans and you're telling them to buy the club. Do you know how ridiculous that is? Do you know, do you know how mental that is to just go, all right, well, if you're not happy with the Glazers, then go, go, go it's, buy the it's, club. It's like, the kind the of fuck? comment. It's, it's so synonymous with an elitist, privileged millionaire. You know mindset. Mike Ashley said that it's a to Rio at one point. It's a, it's a millionaire's mindset. And it's so disappointing to come from somebody like Rio. Mm. I'm, I'm amazed that he said that. It's so offensive. Like, like that's straight out of the Reese Mogg playbook, man. Mm. That is proper. Like, that is, that is tip-top Tory chat. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Club together and buy the club. What are you talking about, mate? Like, that's, it's so dismissive of genuine concerns of Newcastle, of Newcastle United fans. I think it's and the to second when, it like that. when the mask has slipped on, on a broadcast or somewhere else. And let, let's be frank, like we've all worked on sets with famous footballers at some point or another and everyone says stuff. Everyone has comments where they, they don't air them on TV. But sometimes you get that moment where you hear something and you go, that's what you really think. Or that's the side job. Bread is buttered. And I, I, I don't know if he was trying, because in the, in the past, when he said something about Mike Ashley, he was basically called out on it, and he did the uh, fishing emojis. Yeah. And that was when I tweeted back, and I'm like, mate, you're a fucking pundit. You've got to be better than this. What, yeah. like, I don't you know, won a European Cup. What are you but, doing? But this People is the thing. Because like, they, they don't want to admit they're Yeah, wrong. when you've been caught out talking shit, it's easy to be like, oh, I've got you on a wind yeah, up. Yeah, Instead yeah. of going, you know what? I was talking shit. I actually respect people a lot when, they, like, with me, there's times where with Man City and other things, I've been like, yeah, I was talking shit there, wasn't I? Like, fair enough. If he thinks he's getting a bite out of Newcastle fans by saying things like that, I mean, maybe there are some who are triggered and coming out at him, but I think the vast majority of us can. Fucking hell, mate! Are you daft? Yeah. Like, what but is wrong with you? It, it, yeah. looking, is, you don't look clever like you're baiting us. You just look like a dumb fucker. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to work out mm. though whether that is <laughs> whether whether what Rio is saying is what Rio really thinks, or whether what Rio is saying is what Mike Ashley thinks, or whether what Rio is saying is something that's been said mate, on set, it, or whether it's a producer that. I gone, don't think he really well, makes feels I, that I don't way. think he does. But at I think he's protecting his mate. And that's wrong. At that point, then I'm sorry, but this guy. I mean, I've I've seen some of these BT contracts. He's getting paid a fuck ton of money to express a pretty shitty opinion. Yeah, and frankly, we're paying, you, we're paying you for an opinion, and that is the reason and the, you're on the show. It's the money thing, though, as well, Lawrence. When they talk about Newcastle clubbing together, like, you know, a £350 million football club, like, I'm pretty sure if they could, they would. But you know what it is? When I go up to Newcastle now, fuck me, it's not like London. Like, no. they, the businesses up there, everything, it, it's, it's brutalised by the, the lockdowns. And I dread to think the state, Newcastle could end up in in the next year or two when furlough has ended and all of that. So to just sit, just as ridiculous, just to be like club together. I'm like, what what world are you living in? You well, fucking well, prick. But that's the point. Yeah. You're not is that living, a in, you're not living in the real world. Do you, do you, are we being slightly generous to him to say that perhaps it isn't even the way you think? I think I'm, it's I'm exactly just, what I'm, I'm just I'm trying to explore it because I understand that also I've said some stupid we've all said stupid stuff at some I appreciate point. So that, people but, but that's on. where it comes back to the fishing emojis. Mm-hmm. And when, when he has been caught out in the past, rather than go, you know what it is, I was talking crap, <clears> he's been like, Oh, I got you on a wind up. It's like 
you're supposed to be like mm. someone I look up to. And, and, and I did look up to Rio Ferdinand. I remember back in 2002, watching him in the World Cup, I thought he was the best defender in the fucking world. I, I couldn't believe England had a player mm. that yeah, good yeah. in defence. He was unbelievable. I always liked him. So it's a bit disappointing. Do you know totally. what I mean? Totally. Yeah, so it's also ultimately, again, there's, we're always criticising someone else. It's Mike Ashley that's the real problem here. Absolutely. And, and ultimately, like week after week, it, it's it, it's a really good representation of what happens in England. The, the fucking millionaire and billionaire can just sit back and say, but you don't. No, but that's but when you've got as much money as Rio has, you don't sell your soul. No, absolutely. For a few five cups and to be the, sold at Mike Ashley shop, uh, they're probably not selling that good anyway. And and that's the well, thing. Real legacy as a person. Let, let, I'll let Adam talk. Sorry. Real's legacy as a person and as a human being would be enhanced by him actually maybe going. Well, actually, let me find out what is wrong. With, why are the Newcastle fans this way? Mm-hmm. Why do they think this way? Instead of trying to elevate them, you're trying to kick them down when they're yeah. down. And I think it's just... I get that there's footballing rivalries and I get he might not like Newcastle as a club. Yeah, I, I get that. Like, over the years, we all have, like, that club who we, like, oh, I like, like, yeah. like beating them. He probably liked beating us. But you're retired now, mate. You've got to let this shit go and realise you're supposed to be... a a proper pundit. This comment, though, as well, it's it's so much bigger than football. Yeah, it's so much it's so much grander and therefore so much more gross than simply football chat. Mm. Whether well, you it, like beating it, Newcastle yeah. or not, we're talking about people. It's yeah. elitist, and that's yeah. that's the problem. Is it's like you've forgotten your roots. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? It's 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 total. It's it's pure elitism. It's if if you could define elitism in a sentence, it's that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you buy it then. You buy it. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, you know full well I can't. What, 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 what point are you making, you moron? Yeah. If you're thinking like... If you don't like living in a shit flat, just buy a mansion. Yeah, what, don't you, <laughs> what, don't you like your high-rise yeah, yeah, sure. high road, mate? Don't you like, go up to Bishop's <laughs> Avenue, there's loads of houses available. Fuck yeah, it. What, what point no you problem, Rio. I'll again, be moving to the next door yeah. next week. Bro. Yeah. Again, you wonder why no one wants to watch the punditry in the evening. Imagine, especially does. when you see where he comes from as well. Yes. Oh, man, you come from... He, he's a dream story. He is rags to riches. Like, that is inspirational. Yeah, but you, at the end of the story, you don't look back and look down on the people who are where you started. Unless it turns you, out you do, though. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out that's exactly what he's done. Yeah, not everyone goes on the same journey, do they? It's kind of a strange one. Having said that, thanks for having me on your podcast. Having said, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> having, having said that, we are going to start a GoFundMe. Um, if you want to help us buy Newcastle United on the kickoff, head over to the page now. Uh, Brian and I are going to be buying Newcastle United. Mm. What would you like to be? Would you be like to be chairman or assistant? Can I be manager? Chairman? Well, no, I want to be manager, Brian. I, no. want, I want you to just be sitting now. I'm going to. In the check football I'm, advisor Rooney Rule this you got bitch, I'm getting the managerial job sign right. the club got the club then there you go it's yours now what That'd be right, so, like, let's take this literally what okay. Rio's saying right. Uh, right we all put our money well, together well it is very possible you know <laughs> yeah these things can happen uh, come on guys get somehow, to 5, get, somehow get 300 million together yeah. you've bought the club now you've got to pay everyone's wages <laughs> it it no, just no, doesn't we, work, Rio. Really. Sorry, I thought work. we we just bought the club and now it just yeah. it's ours, isn't it? We do it on with it. Well, we have to we have to what, get Bruce we, back. We have in. to have more money. <laughs> yeah, oh, fuck, we need to go fund me now you, just to play a match. What Rio watches this show? Was, you had to be upwardly mobile. <laughs> We're just mobile. Oh god, I fucked it again. Real watches this show as well. I hope so. I mean, to be honest, I don't think we've said anything. Because he uh, no no no, I, I, you had, you it would be good. He's obviously aware of him address it. He's aware of the show. He's in the business now. He's aware of the show. It's the biggest show about. We would like to get him on the. Podcast. But he, he he once thought Rory was being a hypocrite about uh, Chelsea and Roman. 
Right. Mm. When Rory did a video. Well, that's in the light now, isn't he? In the light now. That's ironic. It's a bit mad, isn't it? Hot kettle. Hot kettle. You know, get get him on the show. I'm happy to sit in where James is sat and for him to just go at Rory. But this is the thing, though. I'd actually like to interview about his his life as well. Like, some of the things he's gone through, you know, he's had to have a lot of strength to get through a lot of different situations. I I respect that. And he's had a great career. But when he says stuff like this, I'm like, oh, you're fucking killing me. You let me, yourself down. I want to like you. It also yeah. frustrates me because there are times where I see him do a football analysis where he's going, the striker wants to be there and the defender wants to be there and he's dead on. And I'm like, oh, that's actually quite insightful. And, and I also like this documentary and, and things like that. So, well, I was less of a fan of that. I thought the cinematography was a little <laughs> off and the message. Not well delivered, but fair play to you. Yeah, um, it's a, it's, I hate when working class people sad themselves out. I know hey. he's not anymore, but he used to be, isn't it? Having said that, man. This beautiful, beautiful show is made for you subscribers out there. So if you haven't already subscribed, hit the subscribe button. Come on, subscribe. <laughs> we need to buy a new castle, man. We need 5,000 at least. <laughs> this working class man needs to accumulate as much money as possible. Someone else who's been doing quite well recently with his subscribers. How's the subscribers, did you Adam, say? How's Macaula. the subscribers, did you say? James Lawrence Alcott. Big well done, you, James. You did really well. Thank well you, Chief. Thank you, Rory. Thank, Thank you, Rory. It's, Thank Rory, you. Rory, it's Rory Jennings. It's Rory Jennings done brilliantly. Yeah. No, thank you, boys. You recently had a push to 100k. Oh, here comes the champagne for you to pop your. Sir, there we go. Yeah, hat trick on the kickoff. Three weeks on the trot. It's great. Ooh. I've got to be honest though. The dream has always really been. Where's the camera? Yeah. The dream has always really been. Just right over there for, yeah, sorry. for you. 105k is really the number. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I don't, can we do it, guys? Can we do it, Jordy? <laughs> maybe if Jordy can get to 105. Maybe. Can I have my push now, please? You said you yeah. didn't want any charity, mate. Yeah. Well, no, I want no it charity. now. Yeah, afterwards. We had you on the kickoff for a whole fucking year. We gave you quite a lot of charity, mate. Yeah, let's not go down that road. You know what's you know what, sick yet? Man, man's around this table been in this shit for a long time, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You'd think yeah. we'd be better off by now. Yeah. Somehow we're not. <laughs> so so maybe if we club together and we buy Sky, we're all good. There you go, then. The people helping us this week, though, celebrate James's massive milestone. Oh, oh, I've got mine. Have you got yours? A wash and go. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Always there in the Thank big moments so, so whenever much. you need them to give your hair bounce and zhuzh. Shush, <laughs> yeah, shush. Is this shots of wash and go, yeah? Now, now cut to James and he can do his, um, he'll, he'll pop the cork. What Go a on, moment. James. Give me it, give me it, James. What a moment. Put some man juice on it. Don't yeah. aim that at Roven, whatever you <laughs> careful, do. Careful, careful. <laughs> Not in his eye. Oh, God. Hey. Good work. Very well. Congratulations, James. Now pour Cheers, some out that's... into your wash and go mug. Yeah. I want to say well done, James. I'm very proud of you, mate. Thank Honestly, you, you really Thank deserve you. this. Superb, James. From you the second this. I got to know James, we had a conversation in a pub. I remember it well, and I said, you're going to go far, mate. You're yeah. going to do well. And it was at that moment where he went, I wish I'd met you before, Larry. He was waiting for a bus to Scotland that day, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, re- I genuinely remember that chat. It's great. No, I appreciate it. But that, um, this, this show's obviously been a massive, massive help with the exposure and everything, and you guys individually as well. So yeah. thank you, boys. Well, we've had some good memories together. You led us out at Wembley, mate. Yeah, man. Yeah. You thought that would have got me to 100k. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I blame Will and he, he stole the show when he got sent off like the selfish bastard that I know, he is. could have won it. Yeah. I still wish I was there to have that scrap. Oh, the God, yeah. <laughs> we I'm, were talking about I'm that. That's the only reason I wanted yeah. to be yeah, there. We were talking about that. I'm we, glad we, you we, were. We, we were talking about you as a We did a stereo level. show where we were talking about you. Mate, the thing <laughs> is, yeah, I'm not as angry as I once was. I'm, Bullshit. I'm, I am. I am. Calm, cool, and collected. Oh, well, on the nah. pitch, though. What but I boycotted Tuesday football next week because my mates were shit last week. <laughs> this is a so I'm not coming next week. If Adam shit. had been in the XO team, it, uh, it would have made a bad influence on me because 
once someone else is an angry bastard, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah let's yeah. fucking knock yeah. them out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then no, I won't play football with Adam McCullough ever again. <laughs> I will never play football with him. No, you see, because I'm, I'm here waiting for these invites. Don't say that, things like that. I'm never going to play football with So you're never going to invite me to a football game? Never. N- never. You need to change that. No, you're wild. Change that. You're wild. John See, this is why you got lunatic. five on it today. No, you're a loose cannon. You, well, do you, you, do you know, though, what would have kept, helped you keep a fresh head out on the pitch at Wembley? Oh, That's right. Come on, watch it go. That's all you would have needed. It, because you, uh, wash and go, just like you and I, a two in one. Hey, well, well done, James. Cooper. That was good, that. Really cheers, lads. Delivered. So, cheers, guys. Love you. Cheers, thank you. Cheers. cheers well, well, well played, all to, to James Lyons Allcott. Yeah, congratulations. Do you know James, what we, when we, we started? When we started the kickoff, we. Um, because of the sponsor we had, we used to have to have like different guests on all the time. And there were some weeks where I'd be like, oh, fucking hell. But now, it's great. I can just have me actual, actual mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thankfully, the sponsors dropped us, so now we don't have to have anyone. <laughs> Genuinely, I mean... It, <laughs> Amazing! It, it, in, in a weird way, ending up with less money was a good thing. You know what I mean? For one of us. Yeah, I mean... I'm well, deep in I, the hole, I just Brian. mean the, com- the, the company's better, Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. The yeah. company's worse, yes. but the company <laughs> yeah. that we right, keep... company is better. <laughs> <laughs> that you company don't have to sit next to him. Yeah, I love it, man. I really look forward to doing the kickoff now. Yeah, and, and the poker. You talk about that first year with a bit of disdain. Generally. Well, no, it was just it wasn't what I wanted. <laughs> wasn't, yeah, it you know what you said. I really look forward to doing it now. Yeah, yeah. Well, that first, it was a rough first year. That's all I say. It was a rough. Do you know what I mean? But we got there. Exactly. You I don't think I was. Part, I don't think I was ever. I don't think I was ever on the first series. Is mm. you were in a. I was a fan of. I was very conscious decision. I've seen it. I've I've definitely seen it, but I haven't. I wasn't there. Well, some of the highlights and guests go down the years. Of course, you got Gabby Agbon Lahore back in the day. Yeah, sorry about that. If there was, I used to play for the same team as him. Mr. Charisma, Mr. Charisma. I'm not having to go at the guy because he seems actually quite nice. But um, I just. It was hard because every week we had so many different people out. It was hard to get a vibe and a, yeah, yeah, and a yeah. consistency. He missed the point of it as well. Like now, because now he's trying to do he's punditry. Good now. Yeah, so he, now he'll talk when you ask him a question. Mm. But on that occasion, that was he was first, a bit hungover. I think it was, it was early days for him. I think well, you've been very kind. We played for the same team. What was it called? Great Bar. Aston Villa? Mm. I played for Great Bar Falcons or Rovers, one of them. Um, I played for them for about four weeks. It was too far. Like my dad wouldn't take me training there for too long. Mm. And he played for the same. Like when we were training, he was playing at the same time. It was City fucking rapid. Do you remember? I remember it at the Emirates when he scored. He ran. He scored. I think Villa was won it the two. first ever game at yeah, the Emirates. Malbec so. scored as well. Yeah. Your um, yous are all like rap fans, aren't you? Have you heard yeah. about DMX? Yeah. yeah. Sad news, isn't it? Fuck he me. passed away. You look no, well. It looks no, like he's on his way out. Like he's, he's been overdosed. Uh, really, he's had a drug problem for long a long time. time. Yeah. He wasn't looking very well. For flesh of my flesh, as well. Yeah. The amount of times I've played that album, Mate, it's dark and hell. Classic, flesh of my flesh, hasn't he? Classic. Did you watch the verses recently, a couple of months ago, no. when he did the verses? You know what those verses? Yeah, yeah, are, I've right? heard them. And he did his verses, yeah. And you can tell he's like a recovering addict. You can oh. tell. But when he did slipping, yeah, and he he spat that slipping, he just you could feel the pain that's, coming, and it's like. Like I was watching it and hairs were going and they're going up now and it's like, you know when you hear someone that has hit those levels but they've got demons and that. Uh, it's fucking... It's, he, he, it's, he you, get, you get these crazy emotions like, from... Uh, 
he was conscious uh, as like a, a you know like society and stuff mm. like that. And he used to talk about <clears> the problems people had, but he's also aggressive, mm. a little bit like Tupac was. So like he could make stuff that you'd be like, oh, this is he the spat real. from here, yeah, yeah. yeah, from from yeah. from his stomach. Absolutely, that's probably one of, one of the most unique voices as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that Cat Williams? Yeah. Yeah. What are you barking, man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, the uh, Who We Be. Um, Oh, one of my favorites. We don't give a fuck rough with uh, Jada Kiss and that. Yeah. Used to be my dog. He was in my left titty. Scream <sighs> He's amazing in that. Well, in the documentary, the t- the one where it's Rough Riders and um, <laughs> oh, Liverpool go close. God. There's a documentary about the tour, and he is like one of the. Um, was that the Def Jam one? Yeah, the yeah. Def Jam and Rough Riders yeah. tour, which looks wild, by the way. Yeah. fucking insane. He was like you back back then. <laughs> there was like you had Jay Z, Eminem. Uh, Jarul, DMX, like, and then later 50 Cent. Like, yeah, the, he, was top, he was top five in terms of like s- album sales. He was massive. Mm. But then obviously the drugs took hold of him. Who's he made to? Redman. 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 James Redman. James Redman. Nathan Redman. He was massive. Yeah. Who thought they'd the, be a the worry is, though, after him? <laughs> yeah. is um, obviously, <laughs> when, when you hear, all right, he drug overdosed, then that led to a heart attack, it's. What is the recovery? Can he ever be the same again after that? So hopefully he's all right because yeah. fucking hell. He's had demons for a long, long time. Yeah. It's a bit similar to a being a boxer. I think being a rapper is sometimes similar to being a boxer as well. When you're successful, you've got a lot of people around you. But when you start, when, when things go wrong, you can be left very A lot of them got, own. I don't know about him personally as well, well but a lot of them got fucked over their contracts with, with like they weren't making the money that they were supposed to be making. And even though their albums and stuff are things that we still listen to to this day, Probably not making no peas from it, and you're thinking Spotify yeah, streams and those kind of going things. on here. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah, that is pretty wild because he, he was used as a pretty big anthem for quite a while. Like he had some really Mate, he had anthems, anthems, yeah, so many of them. Rough Riders anthem, literally, but also like Where the Hood at, X Go and Give It to You, like mm. so many that were like you put them on a the car mm. and all club bangers as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Um, should we talk about Aguero leaving Man City? Because that's quite big news. Like, he's been an absolute legend for them. His, you know, moment of winning the title for them single-handedly in that second is etched in all of our memories. And he's probably up there in the top five Premier League memories of all time for a lot of people. And to see him leave, it's like the end of an era. It's <clears throat> well, Man City are on a run, aren't they? I think it's is it like Zabaleta, um, I might be in the wrong order here, um, Company Silver... Aguero, it's mm. been like probably yeah, yeah, every year. Probably the year before that. Yeah. Uh, so they've they've had these legends who made up that the best the team. First. Yeah, the yeah. first great team that they'd had. And 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 Aguero being, you know, so young when he came to the club. Mm. Um it's I'm sad to see him go, um, really. Yeah, I mean history's gonna be incredibly kind to him. Mm. History he, so. Yeah, completely. Absolutely. I mean the <laughs> The interesting one is where will he rank? Where will he rank in the general consensus of the football public? Do you, do you mean See, in, I don't think that's man's... interesting. I hate that. Oh, I'm, I'm I hate that we fall into these conversations <laughs> about, oh, he's, he's number one. He's not Because we automatically, like, if we all started... Sorry, sorry about that. No, no, but you know, if we, <laughs> yeah. you know if we all started going on here, yeah, and talking about Aguero, for example, <laughs> I'm going to argue against him being put in, say, like, the top one or two or three or whatever. Sure. But then that takes away from actually what he's done because you yeah. end up starting arguing about, oh, is he top five? Is he top three? No, no, when wait, actually he's won five league titles in 10 seasons. If anything, the only reason why we would have that conversation is because he's... Of how brilliant No, I know that, but I feel like because then you start 
all right, if we start doing that, I'm gonna, he's going to have to start talking about Suarez. And then you start losing no, what he actually came sure, in to talk mate, about. Having your name mentioned in that company yeah. is massive, Ad. Yeah. Simply, of course. Simply saying, is he better than, than Alashira and Thierry Henry is a... But he's not, and it. that's the thing. Well, I, I don't want to argue that right now. What I want to talk about is how good he's been. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, well without, without going and knocking other players in order to <laughs> lift Sergio Aguero up, one thing that did amaze me is a stat that Sky Sports showed beforehand, and they were actually highlighting how good Mo Salah has been because it was the most goals after 150 Premier League appearances. Now, Mo Salah is at 92 after 150, God, which that's is huge, insane. Man. Thierry Henry also was on 92. So that shows how good Mo Salah mm. has been. Van Nistelrooy, 95. Obviously, they all came into the league at wow. different times. Mm. Um, Sergio Aguero, 102. Yeah. Right? 10 ahead of Salah. Harry Kane, 105. Alan Shearer, 121. Oh. Insane numbers. But to me, that doesn't... That isn't a knock on Aguero or anyone else because they all came in at different mm. times. But it, it gives you... That list is the elite of the elite strikers, in my opinion, in Premier League history. All of them at different ages or whatever. They were all great. What's amazing about that is Shearer would have been so young. Mm, yeah. Like, Shearer would have got to that period really... Like, he'd have still been so young. Yeah. I, I amazing. Did, I did a video on that this week and looked at Shearer's numbers. Shearer's numbers are, by a mile, a joke. That's a, what upsets like, me as a fan of Shearer because a lot of people look at Shearer as this match of the day guy or the ones who ba remember him, barely remember him at the end of his last five years of his Newcastle career. Mm. A lot of us didn't get to see him in that prime. So when you see these Twitter debates of Shearer versus Aguero or Shearer versus Harry Kane, no one actually realises the lethal... Um, player he was where it was chance converted 99% yeah. of the time when I, was look, when I was looking at everyone's numbers it was, I was looking for 15s because mm. I think if you get 15 in a season I think you know and you're doing it again and again and again that's, that's obviously very impressive Shearer it is, it's just insane it's like 20s and 30s constantly even that the first season in the Premier League 1993 he did his knee who's he playing for then Southampton Blackburn mm. he did his knee and I think he only played like 26 games and got mm. 21 goals something ridiculous mm. like that Coming back to Aguero, with Aguero, I, I, I almost, in that video, it kind of, it hurt him a little bit almost that he played for Man City because of how dominant they are. Mm. But if you go back to those numbers that you're talking about, year after year after year with injuries, mm -hmm. 20-odd I respect that seasons. a lot. I think that's important because obviously Shearer had uh, career-ending injuries and, and, and like Ruud van Nistelrooy, when he came into the Premier League, had come off the back of injuries. Well, the move was it, scuppered, it wasn't it? It is important to take context, isn't mm. it? And Aguero, um, another thing I give him credit for, he's not a big lad. Well, this is it. And, and if you look at everyone Stronger. else on, on yeah. that list, yeah. they're all they're bigger lunch. than yeah. him. They're uh, not necessarily, you know, like if you look at... Uh, Van Nistelrooy, Harry Kane, Thierry Henry, Alan Shearer, they're all six foot or six foot yeah. over almost. Aguero's five foot eight. Uh, uh, yeah, I walked past Aguero in a, in a restaurant in London once. Just saying. Yeah, right? well, yeah nice play. And it was a good Seriously, play. Seriously, he was inside the window. Did you enjoy your Big Mac? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I say yeah, restaurant, I'm saying, no, it was, it, anyway, the, the point is, Chips, he wings. is very small. And yeah. I remember looking at him thinking, how the fuck you get around these That's big the defenders? I've got to give you credit. His, his, his centre of gravity, is, is that what his so phrase is? His centre of gravity is ridiculous. Gravity, yeah. Like, yeah. He, I remember one his goal balance. he scored against us at Old Trafford where he kind of turned. He got clipped as he turned. So he was kind of falling into the box and he just rifled it into the roof of the net. And I remember thinking, 
How the f- how have you managed yeah. to do that when you're dropping? It's, get the variety, all it's the variety of goal that he's scored. Yeah. Like, what's he not good at? Mm. So he's good in the box, excellent in the box, brilliant shot outside the box, both feet, good in the air, hold up play, brilliant, back to goal play, brilliant, good touch, clever, good lot of assists. He's just <clears> he's just an all round phenomenal. And, and footballer. one other thing is, I think if you if you look at a lot of um, outside of the elite list that we've just mentioned, but if you were to compare them to the next ten. The one thing that you'd probably look at is a lot of strikers, they go through these spells where they're struggling a bit and the consistency of Aguero. I know he was playing in a great team, but we're seeing with Raheem Sterling, for example, in this current great Man City team, it doesn't always mean you're going to score goals. You have to be there putting it away and have that confidence. Fernando Torres, we've seen great strikers struggle. Also, when when, when Pep arrived at City... He the talk was Aguero, uh, yeah. Aguero was out. Well, you dropped them, so for, he's, for had Jesus. To, he's had yeah. to work hard. A yeah. lot of a lot of strikers of Aguero's caliber would have went. Who the fuck are you, you bold prick? Rightly I'm so. Gone. Rightly I so. Do well. you know what I'm saying? I'm gone. I don't think they see eye to eye now. No, but I'm. But like he went. No, no, you're right. Instead of saying that, he went. All right, cool. I'm going. I'm going to make you show you how much you need me. Undroppable here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's. That's exactly what he did. And to do that at a team like City, where they have got the money to just buy another striker or replace you or or Pep would just not play a striker, I think is 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 incredible as well. I, I, also, I mean, I also think he's st- he stuck around because he realised what he he had a bit of a legacy to fulfil at City, and he also wanted to, like he said, there was that headline when he first came in, "I'm not leaving City until I win the." If Champions you look at the league. records as well, yeah, he's going to have to but wait a while. Also, if you look at the record, Rooney's Rooney scored the most goals for one club, um, one eight five. I think he's four behind that. I might be just off on the numbers. He's not far off Andy Cole, like six, seven goals off leapfrogging Andy Cole. Mm. Numbers are jokes. Mm. Atletico Madrid pumping out strikers. Mate, well, do, do you know what? My first memory of Aguero was for Atletico. Chelsea played Atletico Madrid and I went to the game away. It was in their old stadium. They've moved to the Metropolitano now. But their old ground, was it called the Calderon? What was that? I think yeah, Calderon. Yeah, yeah. Was that Valencia? No, no, it was no Atletico. What was it? Was it? What was it? I can't Their remember. old Sorry. stadium. Whatever you might be right. Whatever the one that Valencia's Mustaya. Yes, must have been a powder run. And I remember going there, and the away end was open air. And Aguero, there's this moment, and at the time Chelsea were looking for a striker, and there was all this talk about are we going to be able to nick Fernando Torres from Liverpool? But then there's this other guy who's pinging them in in Spain. Let's have a look. We played Madrid in a group, mate. There was this moment. It finished two all. Aguero scored two for them. There was this moment when the ball's gone up. It's a ricochet. Someone's shot. The ball's gone up. And it's going to be volleyed by Aguero. The whole away end of looking at it, we're just like two all in. You know, no, no two ways about it. Leaving the ground that night, it was, we're signing Aguero, surely. Like, we have to sign him. It was one of the biggest recruitment mistakes in football ever made. You could have had him. Because Chelsea we, curse because could have we, hit me. We opted out of Aguero when we signed Torres. Can you imagine how different the landscape of football would be today? You, but, how much was Aguero? About that, was he 30 million or something? It wasn't. It, wasn't, it was dear at the time, but it wasn't Maybe dear, 30 yeah. plus add-ons. But, but there's like, talk mm. about him going Chelsea now, though. Yeah, yeah there is. Yeah. There, I, don't think he'll, I don't think that will happen. Do you think so? Because he, he, he might want the record, though. This is what I'm saying. He's so close to Rooney. He's so close. Sorry, well, Rooney's record for one club would go if he didn't do it while he's at City, but he's so close to Andy Cole, who, by the way, did it with, like, no penalties. Um, staying in England is a possibility for him that would... It seems that's, that, that's what he wants. I th- if I'm an owner of any of those clubs, though, I'm, I'm nervous about buying what is quite an injury-prone 
33-year-old by the start of next season. I'll be honest. I think seems, seems like a very Arsenal move, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> seems How, perfect. Yeah. How, I mean, um, you know, that, the question is more about where he is going. He's got the Barcelona option as long as Messi obviously stays there. Apparently, I think also what we often overlook is the fact that these guys uh, have massive fans in South America. And so he's streaming to a lot of people at any one time. He's doing all these different brand deals. We just don't see it. We mm. just don't get this visibility. Mm. So I feel like if you go, if this conversation was had on the kickoff in South America, it would be a very different conversation. He'd be, coming, he'd be going back to Buenos Aires. You'd hope so. For, do, you, do you think that, um, oh, I don't know, I can't see him staying. Would it, would it tarnish his Manchester Water City? What a ball. Oh, I would say goal. goal. Just that. Hey, Trent Cross, for, by the way. Oh, it was Trent Cross, was it? Oh, it was class. well, imagine if someone could hang up balls like that Should against Albania and Poland. Drop him. Drop him. Yeah, like Luke Short. Yeah. Oh, oh. Mm. shit. It's, <laughs> Good. Hey, it's a great cross. Wait, 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 wait. What did you say cross. about Luke Shaw? I was saying that Luke Shaw did put a great cross in for okay, Harry Kane. Take, right, a breath. Take a breath. Is, is Trent offside? <laughs> he's onside. Although they will draw some silly lines to work out that, that he's be- That is a peach of a cross. It's a peach of a header. You know, it's a peach really of a header. Because who does he get up over here? He, he climbs above and in front of someone. Yeah, Look at how happy he's up that yours. That's yeah. a genuine. Fuck you, Gareth Southgate. You fucking Mad prick. decision from Southgate. Not Mad. really. Mad. Not, I, I, not, I, I, can, we, can we do the, the, the biggest finish Aguero? decision is Let's finish Aguero. My question on Aguero, if he were to sign for Chelsea... Is twofold. Firstly, is he currently Manchester City's greatest ever player? I'm inclined to say he is. I think if he's he were second. to sign for Chelsea, does that tarnish his legendary status at City? Okay, okay. So, Lawrence, you said Yaya second. Torre. Yaya Torre. I, I think Yaya Torre yes. is is in with a is is able to make the case for being Man City's greatest. The fact he hasn't got, he hasn't got a statue of silver. No, I, I, there's four, I, isn't there? So, so I've seen Yaya Torre play live it, a lot, and I've seen David Silva play live, and I believe that David Silva was incredible as a player. There is just something. Very interesting about watching Yaya Toure live. It is like watching an NBA game. But where you've got, you've do got you like think he's LeBron just James disregarded because he's African as well? Right? Uh, partly, yeah. I, I've got to admit, I do think there is a bit of a like. There's a there's a, not. It's not a race thing. No by the way. African thing. Like, yeah, I think it's more of a. It's a cultural. No, thing. I, I, I would have assumed yeah. that the fact that he was the first to leave out of the four. Company stayed longer. Silva stayed longer. Aguero stayed longer. So, if you're talking about goat status, like yeah, longevity like, is a factor. Taking Shearer, for example, because of my club, you know, uh, a, lot, a lot of the reason, yeah. you know, it, it's not just how good he was; it's the longevity, isn't it? And Aguero, for me, the only person I would have thought someone would have Silver. compared him to would have been Silva, because ironically, our city lad Jack in the group chat said it would be Silva. Um, I think well, of, often it's about how how you leave is how you remembered a little bit as well. If you use Rooney as an example, like it kind of it drifted and faded away, and he left. Torre, kind of similar. Yeah, well, so, so it, was how he left. Off, it was the off-field stuff and the way that he forced his way out of the club. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm being a bit. Um, in terms maybe of I'm being a bit generous to him, I'm also just trying to take up another position. But I do genuinely think Torre was a fantastic. If, if he is constantly about, overlooked. If, we, if we're talking about, talk about prime performances. I think you can make a case for any of them because Yaya on his day was, to me, the most important player on the pitch for Man City. Like, he was the man. Yeah. But 
What like was I it? Say, what season was it? What Aguero out. Uh, if you're talking about uh, uh, the greatest ever, it's who performed the best for the longest at that club. And to me, that is Aguero. It's, it's Aguero for me. I, I mean, I'm. I'd say Aguero. It, yeah. it, it is just Aguero. I mean, David Silva maybe an honourable mention. I appreciate that Yaya Toure was a phenomenal talent so on his day, but they didn't come. I think you've got really injuries, though. It's, it's also getting a lot here. enough to be Man City's greatest ever player. Maybe he never had longevity, but he was consistent for. Them. There's 13, 13-14 Tory, I think it was, was particularly good. You could say company's legacy in terms of what people say he represented and also what he did in the dressing room. The goal against definitely, Leicester. Definitely different, definitely different to Aguero because Aguero is seen as a bit more of a mercurial talent, whereas company is seen as this guy who moulds and like bonds the team together. But I, I get what you're saying. He's, you could put, definitely go greatest striker ever for City. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd, just say I'd say player, player as well. I'd, I'd say, say best player. ever player. To, to me as Especially well. for that moment. You've got the moment, the goals, the tr- all the, the records, trophies. All the records as well. Yeah. But, but what, about the, what about the goals in, in companies one? Like you've got him against Leicester. You've also... Um, but he was also injured for most of the time. I think you've got to say the same about Aguero. Aguero's been injured every... A lot of these seasons. He's True. not your... He doesn't bang out 36 games every single season. It doesn't happen. But he does bang if, out... If, Goals. Yeah, goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. But he also scores like, and it, it's weird to say this is a bad thing, but he scores like three goals, four goals. Like in terms of being there, scoring one goal every single game. This, this he is didn't wild. do that. I know it's clutch. This is what happens when you try rank players. But you've got to think about. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Great, exactly what Adam said just happened. <laughs> what, you, yeah. In terms of consistency and playing every single game, every single year for a very long time, David Silva. Is, is the top on that one. Okay. In terms of leadership company, but he had injuries. Aguero had injuries, but had records. Uh, and I, was at that, I was at that game, the Man City, the Aguero goal. It's a goal. Oh, Salah, Salah what a finish. Keep every shit. Keep every shit. Did you just see what I don't, think, I don't think he. I don't think the keeper thought he was going to hit it with his right foot. He surprised him. I'm actually really confused. Leg. We couldn't see what happened there. But oh, Mo I Salah saw just, it. I saw it. Who the guy ball? Jay Leno. It was clever. What's going on? Genuinely, a brilliant goal there from terrible defending initially. He struggles beyond the uh, the left back for look here. Oh, that is a pass by Fabinho. No, but watch the defender gets there and doesn't do enough. Shit, Um, and then look, he's a little bit unlucky. Salah stays on his feet. Keep a shit. Keep a shit. You got to clean him out, mate. He's got to make himself big as well. You got to hurt him. You got to come flying out. You got to hurt him. See why I don't play football with him. Yeah. No, Mate. the keeper has you the do. right to hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the keeper has the right to hurt. Him, he opened his legs and said, "Make yeah, me." He's tentative, isn't he? He's put it through his legs. Bad defending there, there. Gabriel. Jalen, yeah, dreams don't come bro. through. Your dirty. Mate, that's a great goal. I thought it was on the right. Clever. Salah, great Clever. piece of individual. It was a great goal, but I'm sorry, mate. Jay and goal needs to sort you out. Simple as it. The interesting thing, looking at Aguero's stats, lads, is if you look at the amount of games he plays per season. It's around about the 30 games mark. So he didn't play the full 38, but he's playing about the 30 for for the majority. Premier League seasons, you're talking about. Yeah, and if you look at the amount of goals he scores, his his goals per game is so fucking high. That is why he's on the list that we're looking at, because it isn't a goal every other game like most good Mm. strikers is. It's like, you know, 20 and 30, 21 and 25, like Mm. real high returns. I think he's got the best goal to minute ratio. Quite possibly looking at this. And, and, And for me, one of the other things about why I would put him as greatest is it feels like he elevated Man City to a point on his own as like, all right, we don't have a Messi Ronaldo in this league right now. But like he was, when Suarez had his moment and then left, like we kind of had 
who would be our who who is our Premier League guy? Aguero is our world beater. And I think, I don't know, I think that's, that's, where, I, that's where I was going. Uh, yeah. I think you've got, with these kind of things, because it is difficult, you have to have kind of criteria. Mm. And if you think of um, consistency of goals, longevity at the club, winning trophies and things, and iconic moments, his moment is the moment. That's, so that's that, the that elevates him to the top mm. of the list. That's a statue, isn't it? That's the one where he's running off with his shirt in the air. That's their statue. That's got to be a fucking made yeah. immediately. Also, when you think about Manchester City's success over the years, it's fairly, re- you know, I know they've got the Summerby tradition and, the, and Colin Bell and whatever else, right? But it's <laughs> now, isn't it? It's, it's, it is Aguero. It is like that is their Ten seasons, isn't it? That's their club. Mm-hmm. That is effectively who they are. It's this generation of of players and for me he's the jewel in the crown I think mm. he deserves a statue I think but he is their best ever player and I've, I've just it's, it's the one that got away for Chelsea I think they're making a statue of company Silva and Aguero oh, they're together. doing the Holy Trinity <laughs> Holy Trinity they're going to be building statues for Torre everybody like Arsenal again. they'll just give them out Torre oh, you, you played 100 games here's a statue oh, to be the, fair, the I think the who, who do they amazing. replace him with do you think they do replace okay, him oh. so, well, if we about, were to give statues out for people that have done as much as the statues outside of Arsenal we'd have a hundred well you should little I think it would be lovely yeah. outside Old Trafford you could have man, like a little Game it? of Thrones where you have their heads <laughs> in the wall <laughs> oh, oh, do you know what I always think they should do like put the statue of the player but then put the like, statue of the other player next to him but with no head so that you can do the whole you know when you're at the beach <laughs> right yeah that's good that's a good idea taken wrong but the, so the two questions is where does he go and who do they replace him with so first off where do we think he's most likely to go South America I agree I don't I, I don't think any big clubs, maybe apart from Barcelona, if he stays, if he goes there with Messi, should touch him. How he's old is he at the moment? Thirty-three, I believe. I well, think one more biggish move, I, I, like a Juventus or a. Yeah, I've heard that he wants to stay. Chelsea, in the yeah. yeah. So uh, it's Chelsea. It's got to be someone else. Replace like Kane at Spurs. Arsenal. Arsenal. Arsenal love a freebie and on four hundred grand he, a week. Why would he go to a like club us? not in the Champions League? He, I'd take him. Well, because this club is very good at handing out Don't get me wrong. Oh, Jamie right. made a save. Good oh, save. He's dropped it again. That's a penalty, no? <laughs> no, that was so dramatic. He's awful, he's awful. Also, at 33, surely he goes, I mean, it's not about playing Champions League football at that age. You've got that's to be it. grateful for being You don't want to go to Arsenal, do you? You'd be run ragged. No, I don't think that's... And, and do you know if Arsenal, as good as Aguero is... <laughs> he's not cleaning he, the club. As good yeah, as, yeah, as, as Aguero is, if he goes to Arsenal, that's like... That's no. Arsenal making the They're same They're trying to build the PFA team again. of... 11, 12, aren't they? <laughs> David Luiz and yeah. Sergio Aguero, William. <laughs> they were good in 2012. It would be interesting to see what he could do at Chelsea, though. Oh, mate, I'd love him at Chelsea. As a backup and as someone who trains alongside. Yeah, you've got to think as well with the players you've got around Perfect. that, Pulisic, etc. Like, creating and, chances. Uh, him, him as a finisher, there's one thing, he, he's not done. No, no, I yeah. agree. No. I, look, I think he would do a fantastic job for Chelsea. I would love him to come to Stamford Bridge. Yeah. I mean, it's a decade later than I would have liked, but I'll take it. Someone has to go then. What Who about goes? back to Atletico? I'll, I'll give you four. <laughs> can I, sorry, can I, Rory said, Rory wanted, had, we had a debate about who was a better striker, Werner or Emil Heskey. Heskey was good. You remember, do you Heskey. not remember Heskey at Leicester? The, the, this just took a Do you turn. not remember that Heskey? <laughs> we, we're supposed to be deciding. Sorry. That Heskey was not. Who doing? the fuck Man City replaced him with? And all of a sudden it's Heskey versus Werner. 
What? This is why this show Put some respect on Heskey's name. He's hit 100k and it's gone to his head. I'm sorry. It's the most ridiculous conversation I've had. How much has he had? Heskey's better than Vern. Who the fuck do they replace him with then? I think they firstly can I they may not need to, just to put it out there. Mm-hmm. They I have think suggested they've got five this, players the that have scored more than ten goals this season. They're going to replace him, so that's that's happening. Pep has said they might not. Yeah, I'm don't that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> With all due respect, we can all see, like, Raheem Sterling and Jesus are good players, but they're not good enough for what Pep is trying to do long term. Yeah, He's going to want a beast, a Kane, a Haaland, I don't know who the fuck, Danny so, someone else. Well, Danny Ings has been mentioned. So the, I, think, I think City are just trying to drive the price down, basically. They're going, we're not going to spend over 100 million this summer. And Raiola goes, oh, yeah. But and they then, don't, City. Uh, City don't spend money. Yeah, like, City like, don't spend money. What are you we saying? We are not about to have this conversation. City but, don't spend money no, like that. City, yeah, but, don't, City, but drop, a first City buy type, lots of 50s. This is the they difference. don't buy they, They've already bought pretty much what. every 50 million pound player there possible. <laughs> so they're like, what do we else we need? We need a striker who is guaranteed goals. And I, I believe that's what we're about to see it city. I just don't know who the fuck it's going to be. And they, the have, they haven't had the buy a strike for 10 years. Who's, who's Can we City's most expensive player? All right, let Adam speak. Sorry, lad. I've I finished. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I've finished. I, 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 I didn't know what was it's going on there. I've finished. I've finished. My, my point is... <laughs> <laughs> These two are sitting over there doing their own fucking stereos. Heskey versus Jamie Vardy or whatever the fuck it is. Oh. I just, right, Jesus. I was going to make the point that uh, Man City haven't had to spend more than 50 million because they've had Aguero for the last 10 years. Very they haven't had point. to spend that money. But they've the also. End. They've also, they've also so, yeah, that's the point. They've not had to spend a lot on a striker because they've gone out there and they've. They've, they've done the Gabriel Jesus thing, they've done the Aguero. No, but the, thing. the point is, is when, well, when they invested the in Aguero. <laughs> That's that's like a, that's it. Value for money more than anyone you're ever going to buy. Now they need the next Aguero. Yeah, they, they either need the next Aguero or they uh, they might go for a, a Haaland and a Danny Ings or someone like that. Because I think what they're going to need to do is come out the block strong next season. Their model so far suggests that they don't spend money like that. Their model they've never they, they don't. I've given you I've just so given you, you the reason you, for no, it. But you're, 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 you're spend fifty million like only, on a fullback. No, you're acting like only centre forwards cost more than fifty million pounds, which isn't true. But they don't do it on anyone in the team. But who else? Who else have they had the well, opportunity? Well, Chelsea paid 70 million for Havertz. Yeah, like, there are but, other players. But, okay. but, so but, for, but, the per- for the purpose of this debate, can, right. we, can we just suspend belief and just say... We don't C- need to. City might... This is reality. City might just go wild, right? Whatever the possibilities are. Who do we think they replace them with? <laughs> He's desperate for an answer. Either Haaland... Who's a very real possibility? He's being chauffeured around every top club right it's, now. It's, so he's it's Raiola and his dad who are basically doing a whistle-stop tour of Europe as they go around all the top teams. It's and like go, Paul Ince and Tom so Ince all over again. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> although, yeah, although uh, that that's a very different kind of show. I think those two put different on. kind of clubs. Yeah. yeah, and he ended up at Stoke. Yeah. So that's very different. Uh, the, the point is though that uh, with that they're going around and going. You could be our guy. And then they're going to the next club and going, well, we've just seen this beautiful thing over there, so maybe we don't want it here. I think some clubs like City, who realise they're very much in the race, are publicly posturing in the same way and going, we won't spend over 100 million this year to make everyone in the, the deal kind of lower their expectations and everyone's going to... It's part of 
negotiating. Pep Guardiola has openly lied to the press in the past anyway in his press conferences. Even uh, bloody Jurgen Klopp has done it, you know, where he says silly things like, I don't, you know, I wouldn't spend a lot of money. He said, Bayern, I want, I want a team of 11 Dantes. And then two months later, he sold him. So I think Pep Guardiola is very good at misleading the press at some point. And also, I think City massively want to play down the idea they're going to spend a lot on a player. Manager's a politician, right? Yeah, That's exactly. So I think they'll go for a Haaland. <coughs> and if they can't get Haaland, I genuinely think they'll get Danny Ings. I think Lukaku. I've got that? a weird feeling about Lukaku. Because what? it keeps... The, the rumour keeps coming up. I don't, because of the style of play, it makes me think, surely not. But there's a lot of talk about Lukaku leaving... Um, into, into Milan why um, he'd be available for around 60, 70, 80 million you'd imagine that fits into what Rory's saying in that they're never going to spend 150 million on a player but they will spend 80, 90 maybe so a Lukaku would make sense in terms of goals fee availability style is a weird one like, I don't get I, I, not for me not at all yeah, because but he has obviously been City are all about pass and move great first touch it's, it's, he hasn't got the movement that, of a player like that. That one does. The, what you get with Lukaku is guaranteed goals. <clears throat> guaranteed. But what yeah. You, you. Yeah, it doesn't feel like the most snug. Mm. Harry Kane? Harry, Harry, Harry Kane makes Kane's a lot of sense to me. Yeah, and, and, and Harry Kane makes a list. He was on Pep's list of players that he wanted. When Ultimately, he it's going to be. It's one, it, it, do we agree that it's one of these two, right? I think Danny Ings might come anyway, but then it will be Haaland or uh, Kane. Where's the Ings thing come from? I think they're, they are firmly and openly after rings. I think just as a... Because he's a decent player and he can he's, score. He's a great finisher. Like, he's scored 20 goals a season. To be honest, they should get Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson, if he was fully fit, it's 30 goals in a Premier League a bit season. bit like um, yeah. Nathan Ake. You just kind of bring him his back up if you need yeah. it. If they can get another one as well. It's also, but, it's Harland, also another Harland in that City team scores 50 goals a season, doesn't he? Like, I mean, that would be dangerous. They do get put on a plate for him. By the way, Danny Ings... The massive uh, thing is homegrown with him. Is it just me who feels... I I think Haaland's amazing and I'd love him to sign for Man United. But there's part of me that thinks... This bubble's going to burst. Yeah, mate, it's 20 years old. It's something I, mate, about it don't I, feel right. I, I, I he's a mighty player as well. If Fergie... If what, this was Fergie times... A big money flop. Oh, mate. He, <laughs> Fergie signs him because he's a bastard. He's a bastard. Fergie would have signed Kane already. Yeah, yeah. But I, Fergie would love that. I think that... You know, you know when people talk about Haaland? Guaranteed. Guaranteed goals. I, I kind of push back on right. that a bit. I've got a lot of flack for pushing back. Yeah. But... Why? 20 years old. 20. Like... We've heard, we've seen this before, and I know that the record when? is unbelievable. We've had loads of loads of players who when? have burst onto the city. Makeda. Federico Makeda. He never no, scored so, a many goals as him, sorry, though. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, sorry, no, sorry. What? I, what I'm saying is there are there isn't a guarantee there, with a 20 year no, no, there isn't. There a is a guarantee with Harry but, Kane. But of, but of what we've seen from this kid, we have not seen from any other kid at the same age in Champions League history. Makeda, one goal against Villa, is not the same. <laughs> Michael Owen was definitely prolific. Rooney was Ma- Michael prolific. Owen isn't even on the level, though. though Michael, Owen, Michael Owen looked amazing. Rooney looked amazing. Uh, the number, the num- wow. Another Great goal. goal for there from Liverpool. The numbers that... Keeper Jota again. Penalty spot, the waste, man. Jota yeah. again. Firmino out. The yes. numbers that Haaland has done at his age, though, we've never seen before at, at Champions League level, ever. To my knowledge. Do you, do you find it at all worrying to put... Full faith in a twenty-year-old. I, I, I do. They're not. However, 
you've got to look at the situation and think, right, we're looking at Harry Kane now. Look at Harry Kane when he was 20 and compare him to what Haaland is doing. If we're talking about, if we're talking about investing in, in stocks that are set to rise, if, if we were looking at Haaland going, wait there, he's outperforming almost every great striker that came before him at that age, it stands to reason that you, you want him. Because yeah. the chances are, it, nothing's a guarantee, but the chances are he's fucking only going to get better. That I agree with. But you know when you say nothing's a guarantee and what City are off there is a guarantee of goal yeah. I would actually say that Harry Kane is a guarantee okay well I'll take yeah. you up on that because Harry Kane is far more injury prone than Haaland at this stage so you can look at Harry Kane and go well he's a guarantee in the Premier League but he's also injury prone Haaland on the other hand goals fresh young no big injuries one of the big problems you know, with Haaland I, is I, I'm just suggesting Pe- just Raiola said he won't work with Pep Right, I get that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just suggesting, though, I'm not saying I would pick Kane over Haaland. I'm just saying, for argument's sake, that just, is there. Just to add to your point as well, Brian, uh, Rory, your tier list earlier in the week, what was the claim you made about Haaland? I'm unsure now. It's a while ago. I'm unsure. It was, it was about a Ballon d'Or in there. Yeah. No, I think... I think he, what, you think I, you'll get a Ballon d'Or? I think he probably will win it. <laughs> Now, but you see, see I agree with him. Oh, oh, I agree with him. Probably will. No, but, I hear him. But we said the same about Makeda. It's something in my gut tells me. Like, my head says, <laughs> I want Man United to sign this guy because the goals are ridiculous. What? Everything's ridiculous. The numbers are mad. But then when I think about it, you're going to have to spend 158 million deal with that fat comp Rayola. That's the thing. The, the move's gonna, he's going to move in four years. Yeah. And something in my gut keeps saying... No. Is it for real There's, though? I think there are two concerns. Like, it, 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 I, there's I, two I, concerns. I'm, I'm not sure. I, look, is it the, the German science, league though? Because the if tells no. you he gets a Ballon d'Or, but there is something else that says he's 20, and we're talking about it, him in the way. Is it, of course, is it also, but, Rory? Is it also that we're looking at a whole career here, and we're going, oh well, by the time he's 36, is it a team that go, all right, 150 million with him at our, it, we could get 200 goals out of this guy in the next five years, right? So we'll just stick him there, and it would feel so much more guaranteed for any side then that in the Champions League they're getting goals. Mm. Am I wrong? Uh, no, I think you're right. Sorry, Jay, you I, thought you would, window. I thought you were trying to speak. No, no, why, didn't you? no. Well, I think I have two concerns with him. One is which I keep reading this thing that Dortmund, and this might be the fact that they're, they kind of have to sell him, which it's very clear he's doing a tour that he has to go. But there's a lot of talk that he's very individualistic. Mm-hmm. And so he is scoring goals, but Dortmund aren't playing well. And there's this idea that they're kind of happy for him to go because as good as he is, it's He's long term with the cash that you can get. It will it will um, stop the disruption of the team because he's scoring, but it's not helping the team. Apparently it has been quite disruptive as well. Like right. some other players aren't happy with having to play to his strength, so to speak. And him it's the way he runs as well. It looks me. weird. It's like one elbow's <laughs> up here. One, like it's there, there is, I don't there, get it. Can I just there say the second sort of one? logic about that. He's made in a test tube, Bernie. Because the, the second one, yeah, I agree. The second one, there's no doubt he's amazing. <laughs> there's no doubt he's amazing. But the, the thing that you find, it, it feels weird, right, about him, and you're not sure about him, that's Mini Riola. That's, that's no, no, the that's when I no, watch wait, wait, him, wait. I mean. No, wait, because I think that, you know, they're obviously, he obviously is talking to him all the time. Are you going to have a player here where it's always about him? And I know at times that can be good, but to go to Man City, is that something that Man City need? That would be my concern. Well, Rayola's come out and said, I'll never Will he lose focus? Pep. So that, makes me th- that made me think immediately, all right, surely the Haaland deal is not happening. Because if he's going to come out and say that. Yeah. Surely that he's just going to pay us more. No, as soon as, as soon as Rayola's involved, it makes it very difficult for both Mancunian clubs. But what I would also say about Rayola is, he will, he will the, the ethics aren't, Apparent. No. He will do what is right for both his wallet and his client. Yeah. Well, he's and got if Man City and his put client's the best, wallet. And if, yeah, totally. And if Manchester City put the best offer on the table, 
his issue with Pep will suddenly not become an issue. They go, they sure. go where the money goes because uh, Rayola uh, and Haaland and Haaland's dad, between the three of them, when they did the deal with Dortmund, they put in there that there's a the sell-on, hmm. they get 20% of it. So if they get the 150 million that they want, those boys walking million. off And they want another million. sell-on? So and, it, another it's going, and Dortmund, for the That's exact same right. reason, is going, it's going to the highest bidder. Yeah, but it was a smart thing that they did in an opportunistic moment where Dortmund needed him and they didn't envisage yeah. that the numbers he would do would be better than yeah. almost any striker we've ever seen. Yeah. At and and, and they're still, that, but you're also going, well, you know what, 120 million ain't all that bad. Yeah, exactly. They're still, they bought yeah. a player for, was it less than 30 and then going to get 150 for him. Yeah. Coming back to Man City, it feels like there's like tiers of, of how much all of these players cost. Like, how much do you think Kane costs? 120. You don't think he's more than Haaland? I think not, he, not, I think, not I, a Spurs without that, Champions Daniel League. Daniel Levy doing the sale, mate. I think, I think the Spurs after the pandemic without Champions League. Exactly, mate, with Daniel I Levy. Without yeah. the Daniel Champions Levy is a good shout, though. He makes everything... Remember the Bale transfer, which at the time, Gareth Bale leaving Spurs, he was the best young player in the world. Mm. Like, it, it, we all thought that. And, and he, was, he had the image and everything else. He was marketable. Kane's still got three years on his contract. So Daniel could Levy be stands, might stands strong. Daniel Levy wouldn't sign Luka Modric to Chelsea. Like, he just, he just didn't do it. Like, Luka Modric wanted to leave. Chelsea wanted to pay the money. Bro, Leave, I think there's, a big, just said no. there's a big difference when you've, you owe money on a stadium, you've lost Champions League football, you're probably going to have to pay a big fat, uh, payout soon to one of your managers. I think a lot of those things will come into consideration. Mm. Daniel Levy may even think of it from a, he'll look at it from a, he'll probably treat Harry Kane like he's a car or something and think, well, this guy's had injuries. Is he going to keep scoring goals so much? Like to us, we're football fans. We think, yeah, he's going to score goals three, four years. Daniel Levy will think of it from a very How different position. How much you position. get for Kane? 150 to... 150, 120 to 150. 120 to 150. Yeah. It's about the I, same. I'm, I'm saying post-COVID here. Like, I think before you could have gone, someone will spend 200 million. I, yeah. I just don't think... I reckon they might sort of look to kind of almost do a deal this summer for next summer to kind of give everyone a bit of time to almost get the cash for Kane as sure. well. He's on a three-year deal. But that, what I was saying about those, those uh, amounts is that if you're talking about Man City and how much they want to spend, you've got... Say if you wanted Kane with three years left on his contract, let's say it's... 170 or something and actually Dortmund I think I read that they want they would like 180 million you've got those two there then Lukaku's what you're saying he's 60, 70, 80 you're saying Adam yeah and then Danny Ings how much is he 20 or 30 30. so there might be there there may well be an argument that you take Lukaku and Ings Ings, you've got you've got two players who make up the goals one of those other guys because you might not be able to afford them that's not the Pep Guardiola way though is it the, pro- to, to the problem sort of, with Haaland compromise in some way. Problem, but he's happy to play with what no you're paying, What you're paying for the price that you're paying for Haaland, you're paying for guaranteed Premier League goals. That's what you're paying. And, the champion, price is and that. Champions League goals. And Champions League goals. <clears throat> which you can guarantee because there is a track record. I think so. But with Harry Kane, what you have is a guarantee of Premier League goals. There is no guarantee with the 20 year old. Look, I think he will come good. I think he is mm. a top tier player. And I believe that it's going to work out for him. But. I'm not paying them money. But, I'm not but being... one, of the, one of the things you've been talking about is Pep's track record. Well, if you look at the Man City track record and you talk about, oh, they've never spent over 100 million. Well, what they have done is they've spent enough money to get the best player available in that position. Yeah. That is what they always do. And usually on the young side as well under Pep, it seems. Yeah. Well, then I'm not being funny. But they won't, they won't get into... Mbappe does fit that. Well, r- r- regardless... They won't get into regardless. a bidding war, though, as they showed with Alexis, where they went, all right, fuck you, like you start taking... Yeah, but the, the, They'll the, back the, off something. Yeah, but Alexis, Alexis is different. It, um, I think that was a unique situation. I'm, I'm looking at everyone else. Who I mean, if this turned into a bidding war yeah. where 
United are interested, City, Real Madrid, and people are bidding, City will, I think City go, right, if you don't want to play for us, we'll back off. I think they're that type of club. I don't know. And I, they're in a strong enough position Pep to do it. wants the best players in every fucking position he can get, and this will be no different to everything I've seen when they've shelled out multiple 50, 60, 70 million pound, you know, this one didn't work, he was 50 million, fuck off, we'll get another one. Mm. Like, I, that's how I see Pep going. He he f- throws money at the situation, and the only, you know he had he didn't have to do that when he was manager of Barca and Bayern because he had the best teams yeah. in the world. Now he's cobbling one together with as yeah. much money as he needs. And why wouldn't he? Because he's, he's capable, to, yeah. capable of doing it's, it. It's also interesting the because the space that Haaland would create for the players that Pep has got around him, like mm. he, he, Haaland requires two men. Harlem requires... The amount of space that suddenly Bernardo Silva finds himself in in the edge of the box. The amount of space that Kevin De Bruyne finds himself in on the edge of the box. I mean, it, it, it all feels very good. It all feels very natural to City with his father's history and whatever. The only reason I feel like it might not come off is the money involved and the element of gamble to it. Mm-hmm. When you pay that kind of money, you want guarantees. And for me, Harry Kane is more of a guarantee than Haaland. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Barcelona I think that's might... that's a fair statement, yeah. You you know do we think Barcelona might... Value. Yeah, Barcelona... Use the Messi team. money but, that I mean, they save. Either you're going to get Messi money. There's also been breaking news during the show that Neymar has stored on contract talks with PSG, so he apparently wants to go back to Barcelona. I think there's going to be some big moves He wants to go summer. back. So Haaland... They should he also got sent <laughs> off today, by the way. So there's a lot of big moves to come this summer, and that people end up at a new club or with a massive contract I'm hoping Pogba a new apparently club, is new definitely leaving. boring sorry what what did you say Adam Pogba's apparently definitely leaving as well so you got to talk about that so where will um, he go let's talk about PSG Real the Juve we're going to get done over here because we're going to be in a position where we either have to take 30-40 million this summer or let him go on a free I'd let him go on a free because I just think fuck this 30 million shit also, like, what you do? Thirty million pound, though. But the Glazers, what they're yeah. going to do? Snip thirty million pounds, yeah. Because also, you get fifty. Like <sighs> you negotiate fifty. Mm. By the way, Liverpool, We're have, Liverpool have hands pulled down. Rashed yeah, that's not shit though. Yeah, but this was this. I called this. I, I did say I thought Liverpool were gonna were gonna wallop them. Well, I thought Arsenal were gonna win today. Weirdly enough, what a ball! Never think yeah. that. Never think you, that. You'll always let yourself. No, it's down. because of the type of game it is. I thought Liverpool they'd do well here, losing especially the next after the way Chelsea played in the earlier in the day. Liverpool were always going to come strong. Well, if you are questioning at home why we haven't spoken much about the game, it's because Wash and Go are going to bring them right back to the subject to the end here. Who do you think was Wash and Go man of the match? Mm, Jay Leno. <laughs> uh, I think it was, I mean, Trent deserves some... Trent, uh, some Jota, Fabinho, Fabinho Jota. Uh, um, Jota for me. We're doing nominees. I mean, Trent deserves some credit for the first goal, breaking the deadlock. I think it was a great delivery and a really good finish. Jota. Jota. Two goals. James, you highlighted him as your man of the match before the game, didn't you, mate? I, I, yeah, I called it early doors, guys. Always correct. Uh, Mo Salah. Bit like Washington. Fabinho's kept it ticking over. Fabinho's though. been very good, but Yotta got the goals. And I think at the moment, with Liverpool lacking goals and being really, uh, really <laughs> lacking confidence, should we say, I think when you get someone in front of a goal who's deadly like that, scores two, shows they can bring back their international form, it's really important, especially to put some pressure oh, on feet, man. You know, so on Mane and, and those other guys. And, and well. another thing that was good to see, to be honest, was Liverpool playing a bit like they used to in that they they broke the other team down. They Patience. Yeah, yeah, because they've, I think they've dropped their arse a little bit when it hasn't gone their way early on at times. Um, so, yeah, I think they'll get a lot of confidence. And what, what I do want to talk about is how this top four is shaping up now. After Chelsea's defeat, obviously uh, Leicester lost to, to City today. Um, if, you, if we're looking now, the gap has closed dramatically. 
Liverpool on 49 points in fifth, Chelsea on 51 points in fourth, and Leicester and Man United, Man City in the top three. That that battle for fourth now with Chelsea and Liverpool. I mean, to be fair, West Ham are also on 49 and Spurs are on 48, so they're in it as well. It's with Liverpool winning today and getting some confidence back. I've, you know, I'd written them off for top four, but I'm start, I'm I'm open to the possibility that Klopp could turn this round uh, now because they actually have some confidence today. What do you lot think now? Does it change your opinion? Oh, I'm worried about Chelsea now. I'm yeah. really worried. Here we go. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I think it's four 0 I think it's quite. I think oh, God. oh God! Oh God! Good morning. Okay. Fucking hell, Salah put it on a fucking <laughs> plate. Is Salah, for him. dude? Salah's just hit the deck in frustration because <laughs> Marnie blew a chance. What, uh, what is uh, Alison's? I love it. Alison's just got off the set, hasn't he? <clears throat> I love Alison. Piping birds. Uh, what, what we see is big top, top So, so you're, you're worried about Chelsea? I, Chelsea have, don't have a kind fixture list at all. We've got some big games coming up, which I'm not that confident in. And it feels slightly symbolic, don't you think? Losing to West Brom Albion at home from a winning position. It feels slightly symbolic. It opens up the conversation about a vulnerability in the side. I think you're... I think because you're a Charles fan, you're fearing it more. I think that was just a blip for you like, today. Yeah, I think you'll keep top four just and it'll probably stay as it is. Don't but it'll be a lot closer now. Fuck me, man. You conceded five to West Brom, though. I mean, I know it's a blip. They've only scored 25 this season. I've ever told you that. <laughs> <laughs> that means 20% that, of their goals were scored today. The happiness on his face. <laughs> so bro, really getting it in before we get back to Genuinely, bro. Sure. Like, uh, to be, I get why you're worried, Rory, because when you say symbolic, I know what you mean. Like, with Newcastle, when you get pumped, it makes you question a lot. Like, confidence, and this is what happened with Liverpool, I felt like their confidence took such a rock because they got so many defeats in a row, and that's what I kept going back to was, like, you you got to come back from a big defeat like that immediately or, or more doubt begins yeah. to creep in. It snowballs, basically. So it's imperative that that next game you lot get three points. It's a victory, absolutely. Well, yeah. Also, everything, that, everything <clears throat> that's been good about Chelsea since Tuchel took over mm-hmm. was unbeaten. Mm-hmm. Unbeaten, don't concede goals. That's now in the bin. Mm-hmm. So it's and, and against a terrible team as yes. well. That's, that's the point, isn't it? Let's see if you can write it, though. I mean, you've got, the Champions League is a good place to write those kind of things. It and, is, and yes. And I think you know, this season in the Premier League, you can explain away freak results. And you might look back in four games' time and go, ah, oh, freak result. You, you, mu- you must have more f- hope than ever now, though, because it did feel like there was no chance, Loz. It felt like there was no, no now chance. You, uh, yeah, now, right. now you're only two points behind. And coming good it looks like I think you know what really helped with the international break is people like Gareth Southgate um, being being the guy to make the decision to cut Trent from the mm-hmm. from the squad and give him a reason to fight against something mm-hmm. this Liverpool team were lacking a bit of grit and they, they needed to dig for something you saw today with the first goal with someone like Trent when he crosses it in when the goal goes in he's celebrating like he scored the goal mm-hmm. he's really happy for that and I think Klopp will have capitalised on that and gone I mean even in his press conference he was like I don't understand why Gareth Southgate has done this it's completely bizarre he's backed his guy given him something to fight against mm-hmm. and when you see someone like that there was a there was another article during the um, international break for, about Steven Gerrard and how pre a derby he used to give a speech of like this is my club I understand why this is so important and I think tr- players like Trent players like Jones players who have been there for a little while will be the players who are going to write the Liverpool ship and go 
yeah, you know what, we need to get this back on track here. So I, I think the international break has been good for Liverpool. You can see that today. They were so patient. You're right. It was a bit of an old performance day. It wasn't, it wasn't like, shit, what if Arsenal score? It was like, let's just wait because Buffing. we're going to get a goal against these guys. It's a perfect game to come out the international break against because Arsenal are so weak but technically good. So they look like they're attacking, but really there was but so they, little threat. They, they it held their nerve. It was, it was like a boxing match where, yeah, Arsenal were trying to pepper them and trying to do but. Liverpool just stayed calm with it and landed the punches when they needed to. Fabinho was the key today in midfield. Yeah. He was, it was a masterclass from him. And uh, watching the game, the amount of moves he breaks up, the amount of times where it's not about him making the tackle, it's about him covering the shadow so the other guy makes the totally. tackle and takes it away. It was so impressive to watch. And it sets Liverpool on a pretty good, good trajectory here. The, the interesting thing is going to be when they play a team like Real Madrid, if they get humbled by them, it's kind of a reminder that you're still not that great team. So it's not so much that Liverpool need to win against Real Madrid, it's that they need to put a good performance in because today wasn't a great performance. It's about maintaining that confidence. Correct, yeah. I, I, but not I, I, about, but, but that's the point, is confidence isn't about winning and losing. Yeah, it's, it's about actually, how, how you perform. And that's what Jurgen Klopp yeah. has done at Liverpool. It's not just about the result, it's about how you get the result as well. And for a very long time, they couldn't hold their heads up high. They'd gone, well, we lost, but it was just slight. It was a, it was a whole problem. Yeah, yeah. This team, after this international break, do look quite different. Yeah, I think mentally they had that break and it's done them the world of good as well I, am i oh, am i the only one around the table now because to be fair like like i said west ham and tottenham are, are literally level on points with uh, liverpool or spurs well, or tottenham go above chelsea they if they win tottenham go above the, yeah. the point the point i was going to make though is to me given the, the stature of chelsea and liverpool i kind of think it's going to be one of them that gets that fourth spot am i wrong though because like west ham have had a really good season Tottenham, Marine West Ham's think, fixtures do you think are Leicester horrible. Can drop out at the end. Huh? Do you think Leicester can drop out? I think that's they worth can. discussing. Yeah, yeah. I th- they've got their next sort of four or five games are so important because they're quite easy. I think their last three are. But the last three are horrible. <laughs> I think it's Spurs, Chelsea, Man United. So they need so, to be safe. Yeah, they're, they're, they're seven yeah. points clear, though. They're seven points clear so, of, of Liverpool. And that, that would, it would have to be a complete meltdown, wouldn't it? Yeah. That's it. And so that's, that's what they've got to kind of deal with now because that is the story with them is, are they going to bottle it mm. again? So if they can get through these games and they've still got those seven points, in those last three games, you know that you can take points off Chelsea and Tottenham in those last three, which yeah. might help you. I, I, I think watch them. out for Liverpool. They've got, I, I, they've got I, Chelsea, Tottenham, they, United, and but then they've also got in there West Ham yeah. and West Ham. West Ham's fixtures are horrible as well. Yeah. And I think Leicester's injuries are clearing up. That's what I was going to say is I, I back Leicester to keep top four because that's the one thing like the, the previous season, they, they obviously were injury prone and all of that. So to me, it is Chelsea, Liverpool, West Ham, Spurs. It yeah. will lift, what, how, how significant do you think the Tottenham challenge will be? I, I, I wouldn't put money on them. They've been so hot and cold at times this season. I, in, in West Ham, I think they've had a great season, but it's a lot to expect of them. I think Liverpool-Chelsea, is the that's the one. And ironically, you guys could meet in the semi-final of the Champions League as well. Yeah, which is... In the conversation that we're having now, I'm not. I would never refer to the European Cup as a as a hindrance because it's it's the, you know it's a beautiful competition, one that you desperately want to play in. But in the conversation that we're having now about top four, when we're talking about West Ham, Tottenham, whoever else, Chelsea and Liverpool have other things on their plate. More stress, yeah. More stress, yeah. which could ha- potentially make Tottenham FA Cup more likely. Potentially, Chelsea have to. 
potentially yeah, though also confidence builders where it's like if you're beating these teams if you're going up against those guys snackers you though but what's, what's worse what's, what's, what's worse playing the games or or losing uh, one or going out of those competitions because that's gonna that will bring media hype and yeah know, if, Chelsea then, if Chelsea now lose to Porto for, say for example I mean it would be a cat- catastrophic week if that was to happen but if Chelsea now lose to Porto it suddenly makes like a week or so ago, people would have said Chelsea fairly secure mm. for top four. Chelsea lose to West Brom, lose to Porto. It changes, it the, changes whole the whole thing, doesn't it? And with Tottenham now, Tottenham have what? One thing to focus on. I know they've got that, that League Cup, but domestically they've got one thing to focus on. And mm. I feel like that could play into their hands. And Tottenham, Tottenham win tomorrow. They go above Chelsea. They go into the top four. I feel like that's I think West that's Ham have also statement. got a game in hand, though. Yeah, so they could leave Froggies as well. I think watch out for Liverpool, really. Because with, with the games that they've got left, so they've got Villa, Leeds, Newcastle, Man United, Southampton, West Brom should be gone by then. Burnley will be mid-table Who's by then. Spurs game? Palace um, by mid-table. Li- Liverpool, games Liverpool have got the tools and the fixtures to and do t- this. That, that performance is big because they, that looks familiar. Didn't it? It, did, it looked yeah. like yeah. oh, this is it. Fabinho's there and he's stopping all that. Yeah. You haven't re- the, 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 the back four almost yeah. The, yeah, the centre yeah, backs yeah. are almost a bit of an afterthought because they were kind of going for it. Trent as well. I think you saw someone who wasn't worried about making a mistake. He was out there looking to prove them wrong. And you really saw that. I think I think, I think you guys did look good today. I, I do feel you can still be got at defensively and. Obviously, I'm not, no one's saying you think, can't here. I still but, think Madrid might do that. Um, yeah, and I think, but I don't, don't think Arsenal were particularly great today, but I agree with Fabinho, shout, him settling down that midfield. I do think you guys are going to focus on the Champions League. Though. That's why I think your form has improved because of that confidence that you got in the Champions League from those wins. Now you realise you've got something to play for. I think a large part of the, the fall-off in the league was you had the disappointment of the injuries are oh, feeling sorry for ourselves. We're not going to win the league and you just couldn't be asked in the league anymore. Now you've got something think, to I fight th- for, a trophy. I th- I, you know a what? I don't know if they could have been asked. I actually think the team were just so gutted at what the the Like, yeah, the combination the, the of everything. Uh, today was the third <clears> day. I think mathematically that Liverpool can't actually win the league. Really? really? Something like that. Do you, do you know what I think? Still on for us. I think what will be oh, good it's, for it's <laughs> what will be good for Liverpool as well is the fact that the ends in sight on a season that has just been a bit of a psychological slog for, for all of those players. They can now go, hang on, here we are with ten games left. We're still in this. We've still got a real we well, yeah, still have a go here. We've got some players back. Let's just go for like it, Liverpool. Liverpool I think if you look now. at the number Liverpool of games could make it an amazing year. season. Liverpool still have it in yeah. them to make it. A, a top look, four top is four in the European they can hope for. And then, and then you'd say well, if they were to get top four, then next season you go, okay, well you could compete. I know this is I'm being a bastard here, but you've actually gone and done it, haven't you? What? Won the league and lost the league before fans can get in there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we did, I don't think we set out with that intention. That's what they set out I prayed for that. That's what they prayed for. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't set, we didn't They've go. never been in Anfield as champions. <laughs> no, which, which actually is, is yeah. very... I think there's something quite upsetting about that for yeah. football fans. <laughs> I think there's something upsetting about that for football. <laughs> Uh, for, for, for fuck off! I think this, uh, football's the winner there. No, Why? no, no. Football, football, football is, is about fans, regardless of who they support. Like Leeds United were robbed of the opportunity to watch their team play yeah. uh, in, in the, the Premier, Premier League, League in their first season back. They were also robbed of the chance to celebrate promotion away. It's, fuck. it's also yeah, it's, it's pretty mad. I mean, the, the, I mean we've been commentary. Yeah, I didn't get to go to that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we've all got gripes. The gutting thing is, is, the gutting thing is, well, we're just gonna have to do it again. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. Oh, yeah, There's yeah. a reset. So, yeah. what is it? Still 30 years? 30 what? Since you've seen a title? 
No, we've actually seen the Premier League. Can we League still growth. keep counting? Well, no, because they won oh. the Premier League. But did it really happen if you weren't there? Yeah, if a tree falls in the woods. Yeah. If a tree falls in the woods with every TV camera in the world trained on it, we don't know. We don't know. We'll wrap it there, lads. Someone has done well on... Three people actually have done well on the kickoff versus today. So well they'll done. take home a share of that cash. I think it's £333.33 pence each. Congratulations on that one. You but do the math. You, well, I have. You did, yeah. the, you did no, the math. No, I literally did. I did the math. Um, thank you very much for joining us today. We, we'll be back on Tuesday with Liverpool's game against Real Madrid and Man City's game against Dortmund. Ooh. And then Wednesday for Chelsea's game against Porto. PSG is Boovy coming over for the City uh, Dortmund one? For you? I've been told yes, yes. In so my you ear. and Boovy are going to watch Liverpool and sure. City okay. in the Champions League. Right. Okay, sure. Yeah. That's you fine. and Boovy dinner well. date. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Little date night. Great. Oh, that's nice, yeah. isn't it? No, that'd be lovely. We'll yeah. watch the Europa League game. And together, then Wednesday, Raw. Right, yeah. I'll keep you <laughs> Yeah. That'd be lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, big thanks to the lads as always shout out you can catch them all the links are in the description everything for the boys go and support them thank you lot for watching us appreciate us and we'll see you later